still always have this fun. Hello and welcome to the. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the. Uh, uh, Started off right. I wrote that back. What up? What up? What up? Professionally right. unprofessional. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the seventeenth episode of Damage Control Podcasting, a professionally unprofessional look at the conventions, ideas, and genres of filmmaking. I am here with Joshua Snyder, Daniel Newkirk, Cody Dietrich. Okay, let's get right. I got to all formal on you. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Let's get right to the news. Uh, Black pa- uh, fuck. Black Panther raked in seventy-five point eight million on Friday, the eighth largest Friday opening, beating out Civil War at seventy-five point five million, rounding the weekend with three hundred eighty-seven million at the global box office. Has anyone seen it? Uh, not yet. I go see it tomorrow. Same. I have not seen it. Either. I can I give my spoiler free review? Please do. All right. Uh, if it's not spoiler free, I will stab you with this pen. Uh, I loved it. Uh, that so means there's not going to be a damn thing to laugh at. No, no, no. no this no, is going to no. be like Batman v Superman. He's going to be like, oh, this is awesome. We're going to go in no. and we're going to have to burn the building no, down. No, no. Hey, guys, I, ro- I I took my time. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, it, it had a lot of substance to it rather than just another Kate and Cal flick. It had political issues to deal with, wrapped up with its blockbuster CGI ex- extravaganza. Uh, the opening was very non-Marvel. Very very much a non-Marvel opening. I'm into that lately. But it got quickly back to the Marvel method. Uh, enjoyed the cast. Uh, I believed the cast as the characters. Um, let me get back to where I was. Chadwick Boseman, like, really felt like royalty. I would I would bow down to him. He demanded the respect. Uh, didn't really feel... Maybe it's because I didn't really know any of the actors, but the only person I didn't that felt like an actor was Forrest Whitaker was mainly because I've seen him in a lot of movies. Oh, I didn't realize Forrest Whitaker was in it. Spoiler, he's in it. Oh, no. Okay. okay. How dare you? Uh, love the bad guys. Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger was my favorite. He different than uh, most bad guys because he's actually fleshed out and he has... Not the typical MO. So is Killmonger just the evil Black Panther, or is there a lot more to it? There's a lot more to it. Okay, good. Because I'm getting real frustrated with Marvel movies where the villain is an evil hero. Like, Iron Man 1, Iron Monger was just evil Iron Man. Uh, Baron Mordo was just evil Doctor Strange. And, I'm sorry, not with Do- well, Baron Mordo, but whatever the guy's name was, Doctor Strange. Kazlak or something. Yeah, that's it. And then you've got... You know, Ares was the the evil Greek god in Wonder Woman. I'm so tired of that trope. Give me something interesting and new. Well, do you, you really want? Uh, just j- uh, just tell me he's not uh, evil Black Panther, but the way he looks. No, there's more to it than that. Okay, Besi- besides the way he looks, there's more to it than that. Okay. Uh, he he's different. His his you know he doesn't have the typical I want to destroy the world mo or I want to destroy enter the whatever superhero you're watching. Okay. Um, he's very sympathetic and you actually kind of root for him. Nice. Excellent hair. Excellent hair. This is my rating. I give it a Stephen Baldwin from Biodome plus eight. Damn. That's wow. my hair rating. Uh, That's lo- a pretty good rating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I loved Andy Serkis's claw. Uh, great haircut. Another great haircut. Uh, I give it an Andy Circus from Age of Ultron minus two, only because he was shorter on top in this one. He had it, he had it more to the side in Age of Ultron. More douched over. Yeah, <laughs> dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
the typical Marvel humor was there, but not irritatingly enough. Uh, for me, there was a couple of cringe moments, but most of the jokes they earned, um, and most of the funny characters were, it was natural. It wasn't like this guy is now going to be the comedy foil. Like the they were did the, the jokes were earned. Besides a few cringe moments that I didn't care for, it was. Yep. Uh, the world building was awesome. Wakanda was awesome. Never got bored of it. Uh, I enjoyed the score. It wasn't your typical orchestral score. Yeah, yeah. The, the trailer makes that movie sound like it's going to have one hell of a soundtrack. I'm really well, excited I'm, for it. I'm not talking about the soundtrack. I'm talking about the actual score. Not oh, the, okay, not okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know much about uh, African culture, but I'm hoping that was pretty. I hoping it wasn't just white people trying to imitate. I I enjoyed the score. It wasn't your usual orchestral score. Okay. Uh. Things I didn't like. Did uh, T'Challa's eyes, were they visible through his cowl in Civil War? No. They're almost never visible in anything. Yeah. They got the classic white whiteout, right? In the uh, so, sometimes they're whited out, sometimes they're blacked out. But yeah, you can't, yeah, normally you can't see any part of his body. Okay, I did not care for the redesign then. Okay. That you can see the, see the eyes. Uh, action set pieces got very Marvel samey. Wonky, and none of this spoiler. It's all in the trailer. I haven't mentioned anything that wasn't in the trailer. Yeah, uh, except for the haircuts. Uh, vi- the movie for me. <laughs> Sorry, uh, vibranium. I know we did uh, Daniel's money shots on it. Tell me how accurate that was. Uh, I didn't. En- I didn't enjoy it. Is vibranium literally used for everything in Wakanda? It's a large part of like where their economy comes from, as far as the story goes. So like. Right. Um, it's used for a lot of stuff because they have the largest uh, deposit of it available in the world. Yeah. So yeah. So that that's why it's such a technologically advanced place um, is because of the fact that they have so much of it. And it's so valuable. But do they? But do they use it for everything? I mean, literally. They use it for a lot of stuff in Wakanda just okay. because they have so much. I it's just like we use steel and everything everywhere. I don't know, but it's. I guess that's comic book accurate. Huh? As, as, as I haven't read a lot of the stuff on Wakanda, that's just from the little bit that I do know. Now, Daniel's going to know a little bit more about that than I am, obviously. But So, Daniel, what are your, th- what are your thoughts on Vibranium? Are they literally used for everything? Yeah, pretty much. That was amazing, by the way. Uh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I got skills. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, it, it um, is a major part of Wakandan culture, like we were talking about on the Money Shot episode. Um Pretty much everything is used in some capacity, and including the power generation for Wakanda is, comes from vibranium radiation. Okay, all right. Uh, the, and you've mentioned this before. The one thing I didn't like was that they really, unless unless it's comic book accurate, they really overpowered Black Panther. It I mean, he's he's literally nigh indestructible in this movie, and it's during the fight scenes you're like, why? why there's no stakes. Yeah, he, he is a very powerful character. Like, the suit's made of vibranium, which is one of the toughest metals in the Marvel Universe. Um, he has the daggers made of vibranium. Um, the only thing I thought, saw, thought I saw from the trailer was, like, almost like a nanotech growing thing. And I don't believe that's from the comics. I think that's new to this movie. Basically, the for me, the best analogy for him is he's like 
the Marvel Batman, in a way. He's not, like, the broody dude, but he's still, like, the rich martial arts guy with sweet tech stuff, in, yeah. in a well, sense. it goes a step beyond that, too, because he has an hand... Not to, uh, not that he has doesn't have the money and all the tech or anything. He also, I, there's a part of the Royal Wakandan line. They're born with enhanced reflexes, to an extent. Yeah, that's that's basically the T'Challa's bloodline. Like we were talking about on the um, Money Shot episode. If you haven't seen it yet, make sure you watch it. Um, I got it up in due time this time. Finally, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, the, the radiation from vibranium infects the Wakandan foods, and the Wakandan foods um, uh, basically impart some superhero powers. So T'Challa's bloodline has some enhanced strength, enhanced stamina, extra agility. It was just it was just interesting because, like, no spoiler, he's a king of, of Wakanda. So instead of just some dude putting on a cape and cowl, it also dealt with the repercussions of doing this as a king so he had it was dealing with his choices rather than just i'll hit you over the head with the sink and throw you in jail yeah that and that's that's typically and that's part of the story with with black panther 2 and, and some of the comics as far as the things that i've noticed and things like that is uh there's a lot of consequences for his actions for what he does whether he's yeah yeah, yeah. and they they like it's <clears throat> It, it was just more substance than just right. a Cape and Cow movie. So that's what I enjoyed it. I, I really dug it. I thought it was cool. That's good because a lot of things with Black Panther can go either way. Either it gets too bogged down with diplomacy and uh, bureaucracy and it becomes a really kind of slog fest of a book to read. Well, there was no or trade routes or menaces <laughs> in this. Okay, good. Um, yeah, or you go the other way and it has just enough to make it different and it sounds like the writers knew what they were doing this time around. Yeah, whoever, uh, whoever wrote it, man, they, they hit. and the directing was great. Like I said, some of the action pieces got a little, little samey. Your typical Marvel stuff. So. Um, Anything, anything else? I'm just excited to see it, man. Sounds... Then again, it's Adam, so I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, but... <laughs> I was about 50-50 on movies until you start talking about Zack Snyder. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Zack Snyder had that. nothing to do with this. Good. Obviously, because it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than me and Zack saw it, we went together. Oh, you guys went together? Yeah. Right before you went out for dinner? and Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Cool Sounds guy. like a nice romance. It was very nice. Valentine's Day. Speaking, uh, speaking of romance, what? Valentine's Day just happened. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting there. <laughs> Valentine. We were talking about Valentine's Day. You and Daniel? Just now. About yeah. what? He move on. Anyway, we'll we'll explain you, it to you, you when you're older. <laughs> you and Snyder having a nice Valentine's Day date. Please. No, no. He we wishes. saw it. We saw it Saturday. No Valentine's. Oh, fair enough. Okay. He won't cheat on his wife. He's a good guy. Um, do you do you think we as fans? I, I was thinking of this during like some of the the controversy over this film, The Last Jedi, and comic book movies. Basically, why we do podcasts. Do you think we as fans just uh, destroy films? Um, you know, we spend months and even years developing fan theories, building up expectations on YouTube videos, etc., and we make promises in our own head about the film. And that, that we end up believing what's going to be in the movie that the people making the movie never even promised and then they deliver the film that they were that they were making the whole time and then we get all pissy about it I, 
Do you think we as fans destroy the film? I feel you, like is, is Last Jedi really that bad? The way th- the way a lot of people are right now because of the fact that you can get everything within seconds instead of waiting for things like we used to have to do. Right. People are when they come up with their own ideas um, in the interim while they're waiting because they're a lot more patient than they used to be. In general, I feel like that's probably true with the majority of people. Um, so when you have that extra time because you're in now less patient than you used to be, you uh, come Jesus, up with your own theories. <laughs> nice. You come up with your own theories <laughs> I got that about one. how things should go. So you build up your expectations and then you see the movie, it's not what you thought it was going to be because you built this thing up in your head. So I feel like people kind of do it to themselves, and it's their own fault. So I would agree that maybe people kind of—I don't know if they ruin movies in general, but like they maybe they ruin it for themselves. Right. That, that's, what like, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. So do you think the Last Jedi was ruined by the fans themselves? Not because it. How, okay, it's been what two months. Um, Snoke is dead, or he was killed in the movie. Spoilers. It's been two months. <laughs> what's the, what's the deadline on that? Um, Surely two months. Yeah, that's probably fine. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, <laughs> that's three. Uh, that's three. <laughs> but, so we got all pissed off. With, I, I meant the, the fandom in general, not us. Yeah. Uh, we got all pissed off because they had an idea that Snoke was going to be Plagueis. Snoke was going to be Jar Jar Binks. Snoke was going to be this. And then it turned out that he was literally no one. Yeah, oh yeah. They, they Snoke as Jar Jar would have been sweet. I'm standing by that 100%. Snoke was going to be Mace Windu. Or, or Snow, that or, one I or Jar Jar was behind. the one behind the, the strings. Yeah. Like something, yeah. But that would have been cool. I, I personally thought the movie was okay. I didn't love it. I know I didn't like it. It was just okay. It was entertaining for a couple of hours to watch the movie, and that was, that was it for me. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed Last Jedi. It is up there in probably my first or second favorite Star Wars movies. It goes back and forth with Rogue One for me. I absolutely loved it, and... I understand what you're saying because there. I've been watching a couple of videos um, on that same kind of concept, where yeah, if if we didn't have all the fan theories around Last Jedi, would the fans have hated Last Jedi as much as they did? And to me, the sitting back and theorizing what is going to happen in the movies is a fun of that. I like watching the trailer and going, "Hey, did you see this little sliver? That's Captain Marvel." Or, oh, I bet this is how all three Star Wars movies are going to plan out and be totally wrong. Like, I don't... I have no illusions that I am wrong nine times out of ten when I make a guess about what's going to happen in a movie. But that's the fun of trailer season, is watching that and getting that anticipation. And I think... I think people miss that aspect. They get too much in their own head when they come up with an idea and go, oh, what if... You know, Snoke was Ray's dad, and they they glom onto the idea, and they 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 psych themselves too much into that idea, and when it's not the case, they go, oh well, my idea was better. No, it wasn't. No, it was a terrible idea. But you get so wrapped up into your own idea. I think it was me, me and you. I think Tuesday this week we said fanboys should never write movies. Yeah. Not well, whatever they're fanboying over, they should never. Right, because there needs they, because for a new franchise, you have to have enough of a perspective that if you're a fanboy, you need to be able to step back away from that and still be able to write new and compelling stuff. Because if you are crazy into the fandom, you are in your own head too much. You are writing for yourself and not 
for the sake of the, Which of the art. Which is what we felt like happened with Snyder, Zack Snyder, because he, he is a self-professed fanboy of, of Batman. So we do we think that's probably I, might what happened with the DC universe? I have no idea how you can watch Batman vs Superman or Justice League and go, "This was written by a Batman fanboy." Uh, I, I I don't see that being the case because they maybe got Batman how, wrong so terribly. Maybe wrong. that's how he interprets Batman. Uh, that he's wrong. Um, as as a Batman fanboy, I could rewrite those movies and make it Batman and Company okay. in, in a real quick, real quick order. To me, I felt like he's probably too much of a fanboy for the entire DCU. Especially, like, if I had to guess, I would have thought that he leans more towards Superman. Because it's... Really? I, people are saying he hates Superman. It well, does. that makes sense too, then, because that movie was fucking terrible. Also, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would have thought watching Batman versus Superman, like for, when you're talking about morality scale, they don't do a very good job of making Batman's argument seem justified. No, Batman no. seems too irrational, in my opinion, to be Batman. So they're making Batman to be the bad guy in the Batman versus Superman conflict when. Ideally, you should be have an even keel. Um, in Civil War, they try and make Iron Man the bad guy in Civil War, but they're still able to portray both sides as heroic, in my opinion, and not nearly as bad as in the comic books. In the comic books, they like you had people getting divorced over the comic books. In the movie, Iron Man's still the bad guy, but he's less so. It's less emphasized in that. So when you're trying to do hero versus hero. And I kind of feel the same way with Justice League. When Justice League came out, Batman did nothing right, and Superman... He threw a batarang at Flash, who he didn't know was Flash. He knew. He said he didn't know what his powers were, and then he threw a batarang at him. <laughs> Even, I, I love Batman, I'm like, maybe if you don't know his powers, you shouldn't throw a batarang at him. That may have been the, the best scene of Batman and the entire thing, and it still wasn't Batman, because you're right. He wouldn't have thrown if he wasn't 100% sure Flash could protect himself. He was sure he could protect himself, he just wanted to see how he could do it. That's oh. fair. That, that could be a fair justification. Are, are, you a, are you a Justice League apologist? I never thought this would happen. No, we're not in the same camp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you one camp over, though? I'm, are you adjacent? I liked Justice League better than I liked the rest of that crap. I'll take it. That doesn't mean much. I'll take it. <laughs> but I did like it better. Justice League probably the, was the what, most palpable of the three. Aside, aside from the Wonder Woman movie. The Wonder Woman, yeah. That one was better, but, yeah. Uh, does it, now, does it go... Does it go... Can fans... Can fans literally ruin movies? Uh, because I think... Didn't they end up... Didn't they end up retroactively saying Tom Holland was the little kid from Iron Man 2 because all the fans were demanding it. it and then it, Kevin Feige's like, yeah, whatever. I didn't sure. hear anything about that. Yeah, basically what it was is um, um, th a lot of people were like, oh, check this out. This could be Peter Parker. This could be Peter Parker. And um, uh, Kevin, I believe, came out and said if that's who you want it to be, then it can be. So that's it's the not point. Canon. Yeah, that's the point oh, of that okay. scene, is okay. that everyone can be a hero. So if you look at that scene and say that's Peter Parker, then that's for you. But he didn't come out and canonically say yes or no. Okay. He just said it was left open-ended. 
Oh, yeah, and that and makes completely no sense, because in Civil War, they obviously had never met each other when Iron Man does the whole Spider-Man scene, so you made your suit yourself and everything. Well, Iron Man, well, in, in Spider-Man, um, he knows who Tony Stark is. He knows who Iron Man is. Right, but the other way around. Like, Tony Stark had no idea who this kid was. He would have known if the kid was the same kid. Would he? Uh, yeah. That, that, that I don't, I don't uh, see Tony Stark remembering that. Well, it, oh, yeah, if, if it was Scotch, to be honest, yeah. I, I mean that kid could have been Tony's, and Tony wouldn't know who that kid is. <laughs> is, is Tony? Is Tony in the movie? Is he a pill popper, or is, or is he just an alcoholic? Alcoholic. alcoholic? alcoholic. So he's he's not like biking and throwing biking and down. No, that's in um, Ultimates. Oh. He he um, he was an he's an alcoholic in Ultimates as well as uh, addicted to uh, painkillers okay. in Ultimates. Okay. Uh, anything else? No. Uh, Cloverfield Paradox. You seen it? I uh, very much enjoyed it. I did too. Not, I, I watched it because everyone was complaining about it. Not a Cloverfield movie, but still enjoyed it for what it was. But okay, well, the end of the movie had the the Cloverfield. Uh, I don't think that's the same monster. Yeah. Was it the exact same monster? Yeah. Okay. So I I it did not connect to the Cloverfield universe where I thought it was going to, um, and I was a little disappointed where it did connect. Um, but I enjoyed it for a film as itself. I just I don't know how I feel about it being in the Cloverfield universe. So here's the timeline deal. Okay, so this is oh how, that's not convoluted. This is how the movie <laughs> happened. So in the year twenty whatever the Cloverfield paradox was, when they when they when they set up the what do they call it the Shepherd and they jumped dimensions. Yeah. It created a rift which sent the Cloverfield monster into the first movie in two thousand eight. And then it sent the Cloverfield monster into one dimension, and then it sent the Cloverfield monster into 2016 during the 10 Cloverfield Lane dimension. Oh, so they aren't the same universe? No, they're different universes. Oh, I thought they were the same. Okay. Oh. So, I was getting your guy. Have you seen it? No, I, well, I've seen the first Cloverfield. What, did you like it? You're very spot on. If you like Event Horizon, I think you'll like Cloverfield. Yeah, Paradox. yeah, exactly. It, it did feel more Event Horizon to me than Cloverfield, but it was still a good movie. Uh, did you see it? I didn't even see the original one. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. They're releasing a fourth one. Uh, yeah. I, Aren't they I, doing like a TV show about it or something, too? Not yet. They did 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was a Hulu exclusive, I think. Oh, okay. No, it was in theaters. I saw it in theaters. Was it in theaters? Yeah, I didn't that's the that one with John Goodman, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see that one? No, I, it looked interesting to me, but I never watched it. See, that, that this seems to be their M.O. So they made an original movie, Cloverfield. They bought a movie called Cellar, turned it into a Cloverfield movie. They bought, they bought a movie called God Particle, turned it into Cloverfield Paradox. Now they're buying a movie movie called Overlord uh, which is the fourth installment which is set during World War II uh, on the eve of D-Day a group of American paratroopers are dropped behind enemy lines to carry out a mission crucial <laughs> crucial to the invasion's success but as they approach their target they begin to realize there is more going on in this Nazi occupied village than a simple military operation. They find themselves fighting against supernatural forces part of a Nazi experiment. I'm seeing Hellboy crossover. That would be awesome. I no, would never No, it won't. <laughs> no, that would be it would be awesome though. Especially with that new Hellboy coming out. Right? Yeah, they're working on it. I don't know. I think it's two thousand nineteen though, I think. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I what I very much expected um 
for uh, Cloverfield Paradox, um, if you remember the after credit scene in Cloverfield is a scene of the Ferris wheel and you see the splashdown oh, in the no, back. Oh, no, there's an after credit scene? Yeah, in, oh, in the original man. Cloverfield. It's very oh, in the original Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, the original Cloverfield is a Ferris wheel with the the main characters, yeah, yeah. and there's a splashdown in the back. I, I very thought, very much thought during the entire Cloverfield paradox that that's how it was going to end. That splashdown was going to be the escape pod, and the experimentation was but them you, bringing the monster, but like you, seeding the monster. Or whatever, but you but. knew what year Clo- the original Cloverfield took place, and they told you that the Cloverfield paradox took place in twenty, whatever. It's been so long since I watched Cloverfield. I never would have, I never would have picked up that continuity error oh, if okay. that, that had happened. It's been so long since I've seen Cloverfield. So you're not digging the, you're not digging. We can literally do whatever we want with this series. It's okay. Um, I just when you label a movie something like Cloverfield, I want to see the Cloverfield monster. You know, I I went into that movie expecting monster movie, and I got Event Horizon, which I wasn't disappointed in. Like when I saw Cloverfield Lane. I wanted to see a Cloverfield movie, and I got Panic Room, which is fine if you advertise it to me more as Panic Room, and and legitimately they did. Um, but to me, I feel like the reveal of the Cloverfield monster could be better if you didn't put it in the title. Oh. Like like if you didn't change the name, kept it Cellar and God Particle, and then had the Cloverfield monster at the very end of God Particle, and oh, this is part of the Cloverfield universe. So like I think it would have been better. Like M Night Shyamalan did with Split. I haven't seen Split yet. At, oh, you want me to spoil it? Go for it. Yeah. yeah. At the end of Split, do you know what the movie's about? Uh, a guy with like twenty some personalities, a, and he takes a, someone hostage. A or serial something. killer. So at the yeah. end of Split, it it, it pulls out, and <clears throat> so you see you see a news report, and then it pulls out to be on a TV. You're reading the news report of a serial killer being caught, uh, multiple personalities, whatever. Pulls out some more, and you're like in an old diner. And the, the, the old veteran waitress is like, have you ever seen anything like this before? Or have you guys ever heard anything like this? And it pans over, and it's Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable. And he's like, yes, I have. That's awesome. So, uh, I'm Now that I know that Split is in the Unbreakable universe, I'm going to go watch Split, because I loved Unbreakable. Yes. Unbreakable was a phenomenal movie. Yes, that line. The kids call me Mr. Glass. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and then they got the, the sequel called Glass coming out. I think it's next year, I think. Possibly. It's either later this year or next year, early next year. Very excited to see more of that universe. Um, I put this on here not knowing if you liked it. It just seemed like something you'd like since you watched Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, CW is reviving the sci-fi series Roswell. Interesting. Okay. Re- well. I, I didn't see the original Roswell, but... Oh, uh, it seemed like something you'd yeah, it's on my list. Um, I just there's too much too much good television to fit everything in. The basic synopsis was like it was about a bunch of teenage kids that were actually human hybrids, human alien hybrids, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they all had special abilities, and they all were good looking. It was a CW show. They always are. Yeah. yeah. Actually, the move the if they're going to revitalize a CW or a sci-fi show, the one I want them to revitalize is Jericho. Uh, Jericho oh. was really good. I really enjoyed that. Alright. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis is writing a Kitty Pride movie for Fox, currently titled 143. Good. The, uh, it's the, it doesn't Disney have the all the Fox stuff now? Uh, yeah. Didn't uh, they buy everything but Fox News or whatever? 
Yeah, I think yeah, Disney yeah, does, yeah. They sold everything. But yeah, they sold all their entertainment stuff. You, yeah, so you said so Disney's making a Kitty Pride movie? Is that what I heard? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Kitty okay. Pride, yeah. You said uh, it was 143? Yeah, it's it's based on the Uncanny X-Men issue 143, which was a personal story about Sprite going from a scared, weakest link to a confident survivor who bested a demon of her own. I was actually just looking up the issue number because 143 I thought was a significant issue for Shadowcat. Uh, Tim Miller is attached to direct. Interesting. And he okay. just did Deadpool. So. My only concern with Brian Michael Bendis doing... I, I knew this was coming because everyone hates Bendis. I, I actually really like Bendis. I, I think, like his crime stuff. I think Bendis can do a good job. I think uh, the issue is Bendis does not write great action sequences in comics. Like, he does okay, but most of the time he has a couple really cool panels of stuff going on, and the main storyline is happening somewhere near it. And he does not write really compelling action sequences. So, that is my only concern with the movie. I, I like Bendis. I think he can do X-Men right. He did uh, Ultimates very, very well when he was dealing with the Ultimate storylines. Um, but I'm worried about the action sequences in that Is movie. he the one that wrote Blob Eating Wasp or whatever? Thankfully, no. I don't believe so. He did not touch Ultimate 3. Oh. Which, Ultimate 3 was... It doesn't exist. Okay. That, that, that book is absolutely terrible. Ultimate stops at Ultimatum, and anything after that you can just stop reading. Okay. Uh, moving on to birthdays. Anyone have any news before I move on to birthdays? No. Oh, no, I don't think I've heard anything new. Okay. Uh, born today, John Travolta. Okay. Yeah. Fact. Uh, fact. Uh, <laughs> Molly Ringwald. Truth. Which I think is sexier now than when she was in her movies. That's fair, actually. Yeah, very sexy. Um, Vanna White. Yeah, okay. Uh, Jack Palance. When you said it, you didn't, like, when you said Vanna White's name, you didn't go and do the hand thing in front of your laptop. There you go. Okay. Appreciate it. Everyone's everyone's favorite musician girlfriend, uh, Yoko Ono. Hey. And stuntman for Breaking Bad, Steve Stafford. Who was he a uh, stuntman for? Uh, he didn't look like any of the actors. I he's probably just general stunts. Oh okay. Okay. Anyone's birthday? You want to continue? No. No. no, no all, all the birthdays next week, but, okay. but nothing this week. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll get on to tonight's topic. Um, with Valentine's Day now four days gone, we're gonna do romantic flicks, rom coms, romedies. <laughs> yes, I'm in. Uh, Anytime you make two words one word, I'm always Romedies, tragic romance, horrorance, or romarrorer. I like romarrorer a little bit better, just because I want to hear Adam say that more. What about this one? What about this one? Sci-fiance? Well, how would you do that one, though? No, that's going to be ro-fi. Oh, god damn. That was really good. Fair enough. Okay. With February being most associated with Valentine's Day, Black History Month, President's Day, etc., but most associated. Take a guess how many romantic flicks are in the top ten of all-time highest opening weekend. This is from Box Office Mojo. I'm going to say one. How many what? How many romantic films are in the all-time highest opening weekend? 
box office? Two. Two? One, two. I don't think it's anything above two, so I'm going to go zero. We've got one, two. Don't count them. Tell us the titles. Okay. Because Titanic's one of them. Uh, incorrect. Really? Mm-hmm. That surprises me. Okay, we'll go with number 10. Uh, all-time February. This is February. That's why Titanic didn't count. Cause uh, you just you said, said, said all-time, all period. You yeah. said all-time romantic with movies. Febru- yeah, in not, February. Not all-time romantic movies in February. Yeah, in February. Oh, jeez. I, right. I thought he said top 10 all-time ma- romantic movies. That's, uh, that, that's uh, because top, top he 10 movies, did. That's top 10 what? movies, like a list of the top 10 movies, period. That have made money. How many of those were romantic films? No, yeah. no, no, no. That's that's how that was worded. No, no, you Learn all English. Didn't, y'all didn't listen. Oh, you didn't speak. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. So, right. so how we many? Three wrong how many movies? Here. How many romantic movies in the in month of February, February, which was not part of the damn question? <laughs> yes, it was. No. Okay, okay. Yes, it was. All right, let's let's start this again. Okay, okay. okay. So you have a list of the top ten romantic movies, no, and no. how many of them are in February? No. no, I got I got the top highest. ten February movies. How many of them are romance? There you go. Okay, top ten February movies. How many of them are romance? Yes. Um, I'm going to go with three. Six. Three. Six. Nine. Twelve. Fifteen. That's Don't right. you <laughs> put numbers in my brain? Okay. You see, Five. Five. You okay. shout out too many numbers at Cody. He gets confused. Okay. So it's not my fault. The films are number ten. Ghost Rider. Not a romantic Not movie. a romantic comedy with 45,000. Okay. 45 million. Okay. Number nine, Fifty Shades Darker with 46 million. Technically a romantic movie, but that's more about not So we're not counting? Are we counting? It, it, it would, it but, I, but it okay. shouldn't because it's a wrong movie. So yeah, no, yeah, it's more it, about it's, rape than anything. So yeah. number eight, the Lego Batman movie with 53 million. Obviously a romance movie that Batman loves himself so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> And he finds love. <laughs> Number seven. I haven't seen it yet. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water, with fifty-five million. No. Yeah. Number six, Valentine's Day, with fifty-six million. That's two. That counts, yeah. Number five, Hannibal, fifty-eight million. That guy loves to eat people. No. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Romance. No. Number four, the Lego movie, with sixty-nine million. This could be a love romantic comedy. Number three, The Passion of the Christ, with eighty-three million. No. How is that a romantic comedy? Jesus is love, man. It's, there's no comedy there. I mean, it's just an hour and a half of a guy getting beat to death. How is that like comedy? Well, I mean, okay. Tit for tat. I, I, I mean, I mean, you just described half Adam Sandler. Like <laughs> no, that's, too, fair. I mean. that's fair. <laughs> no, uh, number two, Fifty Shades of Grey with eighty-five million. Oh, look at that! He's on three. And number one, any guess? Number one, all-time February highest-grossing flicks. Panther. Probably too early for that one. Pass. It's in our wheelhouse. It's in all of our wheelhouses. I hate this character. It's Deadpool. Oh, that makes sense. That's right, because you hate good things. With 132 million. So there we go. Three and a half. So. No, that's four. (laughs) Deadpool counts. Deadpool's a half. Deadpool counts. Deadpool only gets a half because he says it's a romantic movie in the movie. Plus, any movie with pegging in it is a win. This guy, yes. So, so out of the top ten, two of them are uh, are Fifty Shades. Any guess on where the newest Fifty Shades fell? Hopefully, is there a third? Mm-hmm. Well, there's three books, but isn't I thought the second one just came out. 
No, the third, I thought third, the third one just came, came out. out. Third, third one just came out? Uh-huh. All right. Well, I haven't seen any of them yet. Hopefully it fell into a fire and, and it's it over with. It fell at number 19 with 38 million. All right, what's number 11 and 12? I don't know. I only did 10. Well, well you, you, have knew 19. What number, you knew what number 19 was. <laughs> I specifically looked that up. Uh, specifically? Specifically. Don't make me speak English. Okay. And I'm Atlantically picked it out. <laughs> Highest. Now listen. Listen. Highest grossing romantic movies of all time. The top five. All right. Um, Titanic's one of them. Okay. Titanic. When Harry Met Sally. Um. Casablanca, maybe? Uh, well, converted to uh, Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind. And... Uh, notebook. notebook. Oh, the Notebook. notebook. Okay. Good call. Yep. Highest grossing romantic movies of all time, according to Box Office Mojo. Number five, Jerry Maguire with $153 uh, million. Jerry Maguire's a romance? Yeah, you had me at hello and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, Show me the one. money. Yeah, isn't that the one where he's... Oh, no, that's risky business. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's really... Da-da-da-da-da, uh, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> number four, Fifty Shades of Grey with $166 million. That's not fair because that's today's standards. They're not factoring in how much the money would make in today's market. Now, this one... I mean, we can speculate if you want. This one, I did not believe... It was a romantic movie, but I cross-checked it with three other uh, references. Pearl Harbor with 198 million. I can't. There's a strong romantic overtones to that movie. I'll give that's it true. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, give that's, it to you. that's fine. I would not call it like if I was looking for a romantic movie, I wouldn't. It's grab not Pearl a crime. Harbor. If I was looking for a movie in general, I'm probably not grabbing <laughs> yeah, Pearl Harbor. Hey, yeah. now Pearl Harbor was good. It was I, fine. I, I, it was I fine, but it's not a movie I'm going to go. Ooh, I want to watch that again. It was. Eh, that's fair. If I want to watch World War II, I'm going to watch Memphis Belle. If I'm going to watch World War II, I'm watching Enemy at the Gates. If I'm going to watch World War II, I'm watching The Longest Day. Uh, I don't like war movies. Uh, Get out. Hellboy. I'd watch Hellboy. Close enough. All right. <laughs> moving on. Okay. <laughs> uh, or Sucker Punch. They got World War II. It's got some... I like make-believe violence. I don't like real-life violence for our punk people. Okay. Uh, no, remember, remember that when I punch you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, number two, Ghost with 217. Oh, Ghost. Ghost is a classic. Oh, I just and, want to go mold things out of clay now. And number one, Titanic with $659 million. All right, Titanic. Yeah. We had a weird, awkward pause there for him. I'm really surprised. Yeah, sorry. That. I thought. I misread a social cue. I apologize if you weren't if you weren't paying attention. I thought Cody was like 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 wiping his nose on his sleeve, no, and no, so I thought he nose. needed a napkin or a Kleenex or something. So I he just hand him one. He was getting the last bits of cocaine off of his sleeve. Uh, no, well, no, 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 that, no, no, no that, that's just, not where he snorted oh, the cocaine okay. from. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, my nose is itchy. I was using my sleeve this time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, so, so that that awkward pregnant pause was a missed social cue on my part. All right. Okay, so the romance film are uh, defined as romantic love stories that focus on passion, emotion, and the affected, affectionate romantic involvement of the main characters in a journey that they genuinely strong, true, and pure romantic love that takes them through dating, courtship, and marriage. That was tedious. Uh, examples would be Four Weddings and a Funeral, Love Actually, Moonstruck, As Good As It Gets, 
When Harry Met Sally. So move on to the subgenres. Historical romance. Any guesses? Um, Pearl Harbor, because apparently that counts. Apparently. (laughs) Um, The uh, Color of the Feather, Color of the Wind, uh, that one. What what the hell's the name of that one? Um, it's a like a World War One like Civil War romance movie. Uh, <clears throat> they got four feathers, something like that. They got Gone with the Wind, Doctor Zhivago, and Titanic. Uh, Gettysburg. Really, what was that? No, no, the, the one I'm talking about is yeah. No. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. No, no qualifier there. I'm just. I just listing off things off my head. Legend of the Fall. That's there, it. Okay. Legend of the Fall. That's the oh, one. Brad, that's that's Brad the one I'm Pitt. looking for. Oh, God. Brad Pitt. I about Legend of the Falls. Uh, long but. hair. I give that Interview with the Vampire minus two. He does not have good hair. <laughs> I don't like him with long hair. Oh, God. Uh, this is a thing, isn't it? I, I love it. I, I love this thing. It's whatever. funny, but... Oh, man. All right. <laughs> All right. Next sub next genre. Romantic drama usually revolves around an obstacle which prevents deep and true romantic love between two people. Uh, they have Bridges of Madison County, mm-hmm. English Patient, and Casablanca. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, chick flick. They have a romantic flick targeted at a female audience. Seemed obvious, but sure. Um, any any guesses? Uh, bridesmaids. Okay. And uh, my that's best, not the my, my best friend's wedding. Twenty-seven best friends wedding. Twenty-seven dress while you were Catherine sleeping and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I just oh, know I the know why name of that sleeping. because that movie wasn't bad. Yeah, that movie wasn't bad. Sure, for some reason. Miscongeniality would be that's more of the romantic comedy section than chick flick, I guess. Uh, they they give out Dirty Dancing, The Notebook, right. A Walk to Remember, and Romeo and Juliet. Okay, first of all, Dirty Dancing is not a chick flick. Really? We'll fight. <laughs> Can I lift you over my head? As long as you don't put me in a corner. Damn it, I'll give you a shit. <laughs> uh, the time of my life. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Then next subgenre is rom-coms, uh, flicks with lighthearted, humorous pl- uh, plot lines centered on romantic ideals such as that true love is able to conquer all. Any examples from you guys? Um, only the ones I've written down for our section later. Oh, okay. okay. Same. They sure. give. I, I don't want you to. T- if you ruin any of mine, you say any that you want. Say okay. all three of the ones I they, did. They I'm give. About to talk about. They <laughs> give something's got to give. It happened one night in Annie Hall. Safe. Okay. Good. <laughs> I was uh, gonna put Annie Hall down, and I didn't. I'm glad I did. <clears throat> this, for some reason, Daniel, I mean nothing personal about it. Oh. I think this is right on your wheelhouse. I don't know why. I just pictured you in my head when I saw this subgenre. Porn? No. <laughs> no. Comedy musicals. Uh, I, I I am a lover of musicals. So let's, let's put is that. Is that where we're there. at? Did I nail it? No. <laughs> oh, boom. Uh, romantic fantasies. Uh, fantasy stories using many elements and Sounds like force. Of <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Nailed it. So they give. Uh, uh, Princess Bride. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm in. Okay. Uh, the Twilight series, which you uh, liked or you liked? I, I, I like. Maybe the, that's why. I enjoyed the first one and the last one. Well, I didn't like any of the movies, but the books I enjoyed. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Fair. Because I was picturing you with your shirt off and glowing. Well, he I wouldn't just, be the he'd be the werewolf. Let's uh, be real here. He'd be a t- werewolf. I, I mean, you I mean you should 
Which, <laughs> which, team, which team was that? Team uh, that's Jacob. Jacob's Jacob. the werewolf. Oh, Team Jacob. Okay. Yeah. The he, one that they commercialized so much, even though the final book came out before the before the third movie came out. Uh, and so anybody, anybody... That's pretty normal. That the movies come yeah, out after I, the books. <laughs> what I'm saying is... Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad how they commercialize it. Special. <laughs> it's just how they commercialize. Oh, you, which one should she be with? Team Jacob, Team Edward, and it's been like two years. I don't. I don't People know. don't read books. I know. That makes me sad. Yeah. It makes me sad. So they Were can do that. I read the books. That's just because I've read everything. Not literally read everything. I just. You must know so much. I would know a lot of useless stuff. Still a lot of stuff, right? I guess. If I ever get trapped in Narnia, I'm safe. They're they're remaking that, too. Narnia? Yeah, they're not not starting with the first book, though. They're starting with the fourth book. So they're doing doing a fourth movie. No, no, no. They're redoing the whole thing? But they're not starting with the first book. The first book isn't the wardrobe book. It's uh, uh, is it first the magician's nephew. Yeah, they're not yeah. doing that one. They're doing the fourth one. What's that one? Uh, magician's nephew, uh, Lion, Witch, and Virgo, yeah. Horse and his Boar, Boy, is and then Prince Caspian. Caspian. Okay. Uh, they also have <laughs> romantic uh, fantasies. They also have uh, Ghost. Okay. In a movie I loved as a kid, uh, City of Angels. Because I, I literally Ooh. watched everything with Nick Cage. Yes. Yes. I, I could not stand that damn song. Uh, talk about bad hair. The lead singer of Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Parted down the middle, spiked up in the back. Bad hair. I'm not even giving it. I'm not even giving you have to rate it. Yeah, there has to be a rating for it. Huh. Polly Shore minus 10. I will give it. <laughs> I will give it. I will, who's David Letterman's sidekick? Oh, God. Um, uh, Paul, Paul Schaefer. I'll give it a Paul Schaefer minus 7. Ooh. That's pretty rough. That's how bad I hate that haircut. Yep. All right. All right. Um, Another good romantic fantasy movie, because th- you're right, this is kind of up my wheelhouse, is um, uh, Lady Hawk. That one was pretty What's good. What's that about? Um, it's about a guy who turns to a wolf at night. Okay. And his wife... Which they usually do. Uh, Got him. Uh, uh, his no, wife okay. turns into a hawk during the day. Okay. And hawks and wolves mate for life. So they are perpetually unable to now, be together. How does a, mes- a wolf and a hawk mate? Well, no, because uh, wolves mate with wolves and they only have one partner, and hawks mate with hawks with only one partner. So him and his wife are cursed. He turns into a wolf at night. She turns into a hawk during the day, so they can never be together. How did they get together in the first place? They were together, the they curse. got cursed and got... Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. Following now. When was this movie made? It's a. Uh, it's an eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stars. It's, uh, I got look this No up. one important. I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, you. You got it. Uh, yeah, but basically, it's, it's one of the in that same era that Beastmaster came out and the Conan the Barbarian films and that kind of that kind of cinematic style. Um, if you're familiar with Willow, is it, it has is similar. It, uh, H-A-W-K-E? Or is it no? Nope. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Lady Hawk. One oh word, man! Like e at the end. This actually has this actually has name stars in it. Does it? Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen it. I just remember really, really liking it. Uh, it has. Wait a minute. If this is the right movie, Philip Gaston, a thief, escaped from the dungeon. He's nearly captured. Hang on. 
Came out in '85. Is this the right plot? Sounds right. Uh, as placed on the cur- yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's got uh, Matthew Broderick in it. It's got Rooker Hauer in it, and the lady. The lady is. Oh, the lady's Michelle Pfeiffer. What? Nice. Yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So if you like fantasy and romance, that's Holy uh, crap, it's, it's a... got Alfred Molina in it, too. This has got a lot of named stars in it. Are you, like, real mad that you've never seen this before now? Like, Kinda. you sound so upset with yourself. A, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's a hell of a film to watch with your lady friend. All right. Um, ro- uh, Rom. How would I. How would I. Uh, Romshin comedies, no, that ain't right. Rom, action, action. Oh, action comedies. Yeah. Um, romantic action com. There's your miscongeniality. Okay, uh, yeah. that's like seventeen genres in one to finally get it, me that. It, but yeah, that is yeah. <laughs> um, they've got killers. Okay. Yeah. Catherine Heigl flick. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Night and day. A Catherine Heigl flick. Oh no, maybe that was Cameron Diaz. No, that was Ca- that was Catherine Heigl. Night and day. That was a Tom that was Cameron Cruise. Diaz, Tom Cruise. That was Cameron Diaz. Yep, Cameron oh. Diaz, Tom Cruise. And then Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I, oh, I okay. can see Mr. and yeah. Mrs. Smith being. I on the felt list. like that was a downfall. That that that's that's Brad Pitt hair. That's 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 just shade. That's just a buzz cut. That's uh, like even kill zero. Just buzz. No just fancy. So that's just Brad Pitt zero. Because it's a little bit longer than Fight Club. After he shaves his hair in Fight Club, so I give it a Fight Club minus two. Okay. No. Right. Uh, but that was like at the beginning of <laughs> that was kind of at the beginning of Angelina when she wasn't attractive anymore. She, she she went downhill. Yeah. Uh, romantic thrill. This is the last subgenre. Romantic thriller. Uh, it blends the conventions of thriller and romance. They have the Adjustment Bureau. That was uh, Matt Damon. Uh, that was a Phil K. Dick adaptation. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was, yeah. Hmm, All okay. Right. Uh, the Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it. All right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, and Wicker Park. Joshua Hardnett. Oh, I'm Wicker Park. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so. Uh, oh, play Misty for me. That's a horror flick, isn't well, it? Oh, it's sort of thriller. Thriller and horror can go hand-to-hand sometimes. Uh, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. The, 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 that line does get blurred. Uh, fair enough. I'll buy that. As long as... Yeah, because you cross the line into straight slasher if you've got, like, um, explo- exploitive scenes in it. And I don't think Play Missy didn't really have any of those. So, okay. All right. All right. I'll give it to you. I like that. Good pull, by the way. That's awesome. Clint Eastwood's first directorial debut, I believe. Is it? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, what does it take to write one? We're going to sit down and write. I've actually written two. One attractive woman, one attractive man, does and a reason a, they can't be together. Does it have to be attractive? Have you seen one that wasn't? Wait, wait. No, no. There's there's some out there uh, where that's the plot of it. She's less than... What she's not the perfect girl, but she still finds love. Like Shallow Howl. There's a Shallow Howl. Like that's what romantic comedy kind of too. Okay, yeah, that okay. Kind of Shallow Howl, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that? But I mean, even even when they take like the girls and try and make them into ugly ducklings, that well, I was talking that about Jack you... Black, just not being attractive. Hey, he's good looking. Was that Jack Black in that film? Yep. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I thought it was um, someone else. Anyway. Ja- the the longer Jack Black's <clears throat> hair is, the sexier he looks. 
I did it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, he was in Biodome, too, by the way. Was he? Yeah. Tenacious D was. You remember the scene where they're, uh, uh, Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin are locked up in the Biodome? And their girlfriends are on campus and they're getting the massage and back rubs and they turn around. That's Jack Black giving one of the girls the back rub, and then when they turn around, it's the KG. KG giving. Them oh, interesting. Okay. Hmm. I'm not the only. You're not the only one with useless information. I've read a few books <laughs> or looked at the pictures anyway. <laughs> well, that's what I was <laughs> looking for. Yeah. So you take you take the uh, yeah, you take the yeah, Playgirl just doesn't do it for me. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, he just keeps doing it before I can. <laughs> take all the fun out of it. I might as well just beat you to the punch. Um, <laughs> so you take you take the idea of the ugly duckling, right? Oh yeah, that's that's where I was going with. Um, yeah, like I, I'm even when you have like the they try and make them into the ugly duckling girls, they're always like really really attractive women. Even even in, in the ugly duckling stage. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, even that stage is like I. Oh no, she has glasses. It's like that not another team movie thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Ew, oh, she's got glasses yeah. and overalls. She's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you 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 don't do their hair. Give them glasses and something without cleavage, and suddenly they're ugly. No, the, I'd still then, hit that in high school. And then I mean, it's the common trope. Oh, just dress her up better, and then oh my god, she's hot. Oh yeah. yeah she, oh, you need to done. show your boobs, and oh, you need makeup, and here's contacts because you can't be sexy with glasses. This, this is kind of, as as three of us are. Do you have glasses? No, I don't. No, he's the only sexy oh, one here, yeah, apparently, according to Hollywood. Now wait a minute. Wait and a minute. the rest of the world. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they call that movie ugly. Okay, I was watching uh, on Netflix. I'm sure all of us here have seen Escape from New York. Or no, Escape from New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, wait, is that the one with the basketball? The where he's like jump, has to dribble back and forth, and he has oh, to sing somebody back. Or is that L.A.? That's, uh, I thought it might be L.A. Okay. I could be wrong. But there's a scene in it where he takes his shirt off because he's boxing, right? And I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, he's a pretty in shape dude. He was probably mid, mid to late 40s in that, maybe early 50s. He's really in shape. But if you if you take him out and Photoshop him next to like what the superheroes in modern day movies like, he'd be considered an ugly, fat, out of shape man. But I mean, because because you take like you take like Cap, and you take uh, Henry Cavill. I don't know why I named, why don't I just say Chris Evans, Chris Evans and Henry Cavill, and all these guys who do these shirtless scenes in these movies, and they're all roided up because that's what we think in shape is nowadays. And then you take Snake Plissken back in the 80s, who I think any of us here would die to be in shape like this guy. And he would be considered out of shape and, and slobby. And I just thought that was funny because, like, that's what a good look, that's what a in shape man looked like in the 80s compared to what, what are we call these now, the, the tens, decade or whatever. You have to be, like, roided up and washboard stomach. You have to be able to hold a helicopter and the, the landing. Eleven the pack at the same time. Eleven packs. Yeah. yeah, you know, I just thought that was. I, I bring it back because like you take the movie ugly, and it's like that's what normal people look. That's what gorgeous normal people look like. Yeah, like that's what I thought about. Like all the 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 people bitching about um, Kylo Ren's shirtless scene in Last Jedi. He like, did have he an did, odd body though. It, it's because of the, where his pants sat. Like his pants were up over like his his stomach. You didn't think he was wide? Not really, no. I looked at Kylo and went, 
I would look like that if I could. Like, that that's not terrible, but he's just not model 100% muscle rock star hot. Like, I don't... Everything I heard about it, they were calling him Ben Swolo because he was... He looked good. Yeah, look, so. he, he had muscles, but he didn't have an 8-pack or anything. It like kind of made sense the way he looked, because if he was... If he was the... the What would you call it? The second-hand man of the New Order? They, he wouldn't really have... He would be out doing stuff. He wouldn't really have time to hit the gym. Yeah, he looked like like those... Like, if you think of your strong dad, that's kind of what he reminded me of. Like, he had yeah. the muscles... But he didn't have like the super super like, crazy definition. Like back in college, he was a jock, so he was in the gym, and now he's got like three kids, and he's got a physical labor job, but he doesn't really go to the gym anymore. So he he still has the under the muscle memory, and he's still active, but he doesn't go to the gym. So he's got that you know where he's not out of shape, but the few beers he drinks on the weekends kind of. Yeah, my my one grandfather was like that, like physical jobs all his entire life, and and strong, strongest man ever. Right. But he did not have ripped muscles. He didn't have the, that went to the he, gym. Could he hold a helicopter and a, and a landing pad at the same time? Uh, he, I saw him pick up um, a, p- a piano yeah. on one side and shove it into a place we were moving into and bowl over my dad and my uncle, who are both bigger than me. Like just, just like okay, you guys get on that side, and he picked up this grand piano and just huh and bowled him over because they couldn't he, keep up. Farmer, uh, fisherman. Oh, fisherman. Yeah, commercial fisherman. Uh, okay, so we take the ugly duckling, male or female. Has, has it ever been done with the male ugly? Yes. Uh, uh, Beauty, the Beauty and the Nerd. I haven't seen it. It's an ABC movie, I think. Okay. But it's been so it's been done. Oh, yeah, Beauty well, and the What'd they do to Ugly Himmler? The Beauty and the Nerd. Yeah, okay. Cody so, doing the physical comedy. So, yeah, it's great for a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the glasses pocket Well, maybe you're just not describing me well enough. Oh, oh fair enough. Um, so, what do you do to be sexy? You just kind of sit upright and all of a sudden he has well, a six pack. Well, like, I think it was like uh, he stopped, he, they like gave him better clothes, slicked back his hair. Took his glass off. I can't really see that well. No, that's fine. You look better that way. And basically, yeah, I think just I've seen that. That sounds familiar. Like, was that on TGIF? No, I think it was an ABC Family movie. Yeah. Oh, ABC Family. You said that. Yeah. Um, okay. So you got the ugly duckling. Then what's? Then there's always like a dance, or a car wash, or. Yep, and she looks freaking smoking because they gave her cleavage and put makeup on her or a talent show talent show yeah uh would ladybugs be considered a rom-com uh, i don't think i've seen that one that's uh the r- soccer movie yeah with rodney dangerfield where rodney's kid dresses up as a girl because he's a coach of a bunch of girls so his boy dresses up as a girl because his boy's an excellent soccer player uh dresses up as a girl on the team and then they lead the team to victory but he ends up falling the boy ends up falling in love with uh some of the one of the players no, is that just more of a comedy? It's more of just a family comedy, I think. Like, it's got some, like, it's kids, so it's not, like, full romantic stuff. So I, I think it's more of a family well, comedy. Well, there was like a deleted that. scene with the hardcore... Uh, oh, Jesus. I feel like that I, I drifted off there. I, really <laughs> to... I, I really feel like that plot, like, falters in some place, like, the group shower scenes. Well, no, 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 it's, it's not that kind of a, it's not that kind of a, it's not a high school team. It's just kind of, you go, you go to the field on the weekend type of, it's not a high school, there's no... But there is a scene similar to that because they all go to the captain's house, the, the lady, they all go there, and she gets invited, and they're like, oh, why don't you get in the hot tub? 
and the dude's trying to figure out how to get in the hot tub without being caught, but he just freaks out and runs away. So it was a similar scene. Fair. And then, um, okay, so the Ugly Duckling, the event, and then there's usually a scene where whatever scheme is going on, it gets caught, and then there's a breakup scene? Yeah, there's a breakup, there's some tragic... Oh, you lied to me this entire time. No, I really love you. It's, it started out as a bet. It was yes, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you you've just described ninety eight percent of romantic comedies that are all bad. Oh, you know what? You know one uh, that I really liked in high school. Um, oh shit! Uh, it had Jennifer Love Hewitt in it. Um, it had the dude from uh, Empire Records in it. Shit. It had a great soundtrack. It had Seth Green in it. Seth Green in uh, a lot of spots. T- Taming the True? No, no, no. no. Uh, continue talking about the next short. Talk about um, an adult. We're talking about we're talking about teenage rom-com. Let's talk about an adult rom-com. Why I looked this up. Well, one of my favorites, and that's actually on my list for... You can't the... hardly wait. Sorry. Okay, so I guess we can't hardly wait for the next one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, the, I like yeah, that one a lot. Can't hardly wait. I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen no, that, one? that one? Great soundtrack. It's got Blink-182's Damn it in it. It's a good song. Hmm. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, adult adult rom-com, sorry. Or, or adult romance, whatever. Let's move to the adult side. Of it. Yeah. Um, so the one, one of the ones I have written down is probably one of my favorite actual rom-coms, and it's uh, The Ugly Truth. And I think that one's Katherine Heigl and Gerard Butler. Oh, yeah, you've talked about this before. Yeah, is that's... That the, oh, go ahead. Which one's that one? That's um, the, that the, the one, dildo in the underwear? Yeah, uh, it's a vibrating panties. Oh, right. But, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it's uh, Catherine Heigl plays a newscaster, and Gerard Butler, I believe, is the weatherman at the station. And she is really prim and proper, and he is kind of dirty and crass. And uh, they get teamed together to do some story, and they end up falling in love. And she teaches him to be a little less crude and he teaches her to be a little less a little more relaxed Aww. so so yeah. opposite so the opposite, <laughs> opposite attract thing opposite yeah. yeah yeah it's it's the opposite attract trope with a little bit of the ugly ducking duckling because they both improve each other what about okay what about uh what about what's the one with Gerard Butler is it Catherine Heigl again i think it is Catherine Heigl again where he gets cancer and dies. Oh, that's P.S. I Love You. Yeah, and is, that, that, is that Heigl? That's not Heigl. That's someone else. Sure? Um, I'm pretty sure it's not Heigl. Uh, but, okay, so the trope of one of your loved ones, Hillary Swank, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. So, I, I now, P.S. I Love You, I think, is a really, really unique romantic film. Um, I think, like, yeah, that one kind of plays on some tropes, but the base concept where your loved one is dead and and going through the romance with him as a, as a ghost effectively not like a real ghost but like as a as someone who has passed on like using the memories yeah yeah i think that was a really good job i really really enjoyed ps i love you and i really liked the opening too like right before he dies if you haven't seen it this is the first five minutes but they do all of the stereotypical oh they're so in love they're so in love scenes and then it actually shows a couple fights where they don't get along and that is never shown and i really appreciated that that they show that 
these two have this such important and passionate and perfect relationship, but even the even the perfect relationships have problems. Right. Okay. So before we move on to, to before we move on to listing some of our favorites, what are some of what are some of the the keynotes you have to hit in any romantic comedy or any ro- uh, romance, well, any well, romantic tale period? Right. Okay. right. Well, I think the the key is I guess you have love. I guess. Is yeah, you have to have you know two people falling in love, and you have to have an obstacle for them to overcome. There has to be some sort of. The, the, I lost it. Here it is, right here. There has to be some sort of uh, connection between the two people to make it believable. Too, that's a key thing you have to have. Um, what What if you're forced into a situation and you end up learning to love them, like a one night stand? You knock the chick up. So knocked up. up. Is that I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's uh, that's Seth Rogen and Heigl. Heigl. Yeah, <laughs> she's in all of them. Oh damn. Okay, I really thought I had some. Okay. All right. Well, I wrote two. I wrote two. Uh, when I when I was. <laughs> as we're going through, we all had homework to do, so we've got our stuff written down, and we're just just as we're going through the movie, we're just crossing out Sorry, we ones still, as we go we to the homework about. section. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when I was when I was married, I, I made I made a couple movies. Um, I didn't really have an idea, so my ex. Yeah, no, 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 no. I made some actual <laughs> movies. Uh, I didn't really know. I had like writer's blocks. I want to do another one. Uh, my ex-wife said, "Well, why don't you do write a movie of something that you you don't really care for?" So I tried my hand at romance. Take a guess how it turned out. It was great. Uh, uh, I, I, I bet you got all sorts of loving after it was done. Uh, no. So, my movie... No. So, <laughs> so, here's the story. So, here's how, here's how the script went. It was about an electrician and his wife, okay? It starts out with them newlywed, moving into the house. The, the opening credit scene was kind of a montage of an empty house. And then, you know, montage with the house filling up. They're happy, they're lovey, or whatever. And then the main part of the movie is... Uh, so they're they're a loving couple. He's got a great job. Uh, they've got they've got a family friend that just kind of hangs out. He's a single he's a single dude. He just he doesn't want love. He just bangs them and leaves them type of guy. But he's always coming over and they're they're drinking beer and just having fun. So the the movie kicks in. That's kind of like the opening opening part of the movie. The movie kicks in with they the the couple decides to have a kid. So they try for a while. They can't have it. They go to the doctors. And it turns out that the wife has no problem having a kid, but the guy just, like, he it's can't. He yeah. can't. So that kind of bums them out. And uh, so anyway, but the marriage is still together. They're like, well, we'll figure something out. And then, you know, it starts turning. I'm writing it, so it starts turning tragic that they're, the family friend is starting to come over to the house more and more without the husband there. And the wife some miraculously becomes pregnant. And they're both, they're, the husband and wife are both really happy. But he starts getting the seed planted in his head that it's not his, even though there's no evidence of this. He's just got this seed planted in his head. And then when the baby, the baby's born, and he can't drop the, he can't drop the idea that the kid isn't his. So he starts accusing the wife that of cheating, and she's like, it never happened. So the marriage starts getting rough. The friendship starts getting rough. He... She leaves him, separates him, takes the kid, separates, and he starts spiraling. And then uh, the climax of the movie is 
he the climax of the movie is he he freaks out goes over to the mother-in-law's house where the wife and kids stand kidnaps the kid takes him back to the house and uh, you know shoot kills kills the friend because he's still convinced that that uh, this is you know you cheated with my wife this is your kid he's like no it's not it's genuinely your kid and um, so the climax so the climax of the movie is that the friend's dead he's kidnapped the baby the wife comes barreling back into the house and uh, the the dad the husband is on the ground on his knees crying with the gun next next to him next to him saying you know I'm really sorry and thinking that thing that the baby was killed and then uh, so she picks the gun up thinking that the baby's dead and points it at the points it at the husband and right before she fires she hears the baby cry and then so the, the husband's shot and as he's dying he pictures this beautiful past this beautiful like prairie you know this like one tree in the middle of the prairie the sun is shining and he's just sitting he's sitting down next to the tree with his wife between his legs and the baby between their legs just really happy just picturesque scene and he smiles and then his dead body hits hits the ground I thought you said this was a romance yeah I'd, I'd watch that yeah, I would watch that too and it is a romance it's just really dark yeah, I can't but I like it. Yeah, I I'd watch that. I'd watch the hell out of it. Just because that. it's a romance doesn't mean it has to make you feel good. There's a difference. I know, but when I think of romance, I want to be happy. I don't want. But well, there's happy in the beginning. But so anyway, my ex-wife was watching American Horror Story. What was the one after Asylum? Coven. 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 She was watching that at the time, so I very boringly named the movie an American Tragedy. Kind of dumb. It's kind of like. No, I don't mind. And like it gives it away either. too. Yeah. Yeah. Should have named it like the American Dream or something. And oh, just, oh, that would be yeah, good. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Every once in a while, I got some good ones. And then, and then, and then the other one I wrote real quick. Or White Picket Fence, something like that. That was a TV show, wasn't it? Picket Fences. Yeah. Picket oh, fences okay. uh, so anyway, the other one I wrote was uh, it was the middle of my divorce. I had to keep my brain busy, uh, so I bought Pac Rim and Forty Seven Ronin to watch to keep my brain busy and there's a line in 47 Ronin when he's right before he uh, sepukus himself he says if I can't have you in this life I'll have you I'll find you in the next or so so his the, my character's wife dies so he somehow starts jumping from dimension to dimension to find her but his involvement in these dimensions starts starts causing the dimensions to collapse in on themselves until he learns that it's his fate not to have the love of his life, so he gives up. I would watch that as well. I I like it when the like <laughs> you get a movie that. Man, has... I really brought the room down, man. I'm no, sorry. I love it. I would watch these movies. Like I like, like it when it's an interesting story, but again, when I think of romance, I think of something different. Yeah. Are you like crying on the inside? <laughs> you look so bit. like depressed. You're like. You're like Adam, cheer up! I, I just like it when you. I just like it when you take the tropes and send them on their heads. Like, like if I was ever to write a romance film, it would start with, like, the opening credits montage of the dating sequence. The movie starts with them married and happily ever after. And if I'm making a romantic comedy, it's just the trials and tribulations of life. 
It, there is no giant breakup scene. There is no massive hurdle. They can't be together. It's two people. They fall in love. They get married. And there's no, there's no difficulty between the two of them. And then from there on out, it's just a story of, okay, this is normal human life. And as you move across, you know, through the years, shit happens, you know? Maybe sometimes it's bad. Maybe sometimes it's good. You make the best of it. And that's the romance movie I would make. You take something and and you blow the tropes apart and you create something new and unique, and that's why I like yours. The, yeah, they're they're sad, they're tragic, but they're new and unique takes on on the romance trope. See, okay, Cody? I can get with it. I can get with that too. Like I like I'm saying all those stuff, but one of the I can get with that too. It'll <laughs> probably rain. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so sad. <laughs> like I read. There was a romantic story I read recently, and it was ended up being pretty damn sad. And it sort of kind of goes along with that thing. It's just about this guy. He uh, falls in love with this girl, but every time he finally gets her to acknowledge her, she just disappears. She just disappears, and then she then he goes about his life sad depressed. Then he finds her again, but she's different. It's like she's just been reincarnated instantaneously as somebody else in the same universe. And this just keeps happening and happening, happening each time. He tries to keep happy about it because oh, I get to see her again. And then he just keeps getting more devastating, devastating about it until finally, it goes the reverse. And then when she finally like, oh, I love you, and she stays, he disappears. Yeah, I like and, that. Yeah, and it was just like God. Wait, and I understand wa- it because it's interesting. You watched or read it? Read it. Oh, short story. It's it was a manga. Oh, gotcha. It seemed very Japanese-ish. Yeah. So, okay, so now that I've brought everyone down... um, You're going to bring us back up? Yeah. Let's go go through some of our favorite. The ones that I haven't ruined for you guys. Our favorite rom-coms? Rom-coms, tragedies. Oh, I thought we were just doing rom-coms. I mean, whatever whatever you guys got. Uh, Daniel, you give out your first one. Okay, so I've got two lists. I've got comedies and I've got... Not comedies. Okay. Okay. So, like, my first one for comedy is an older one. It's What Women Want with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah. Oh, I was thinking about that. I loved that one as a kid. Mel Mel Gibson, Helen Hunt. That was the first one where I went, okay, romantic comedies can be good. And I hung on to that one. I really liked that one a lot. The movie was honestly good. In the sequel, sequel, do we hear his inner vagina? Did you have it on the list? No, no. Oh. WWW. What Women Want? No. What Women Want? So is the sequel that us hearing his inner monologue on his hatred towards? Was there a sequel to that? No, no, it was the oh, other okay. one. Be Mel Gibson's inner thought monologue on how he hates certain type of people. He's making a Mel Gibson joke. I know. Okay. It wasn't funny. I know. No, no. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'll put that in post. Okay. What people laughing and clapping? Like, yeah. You're hilarious, Adam. Okay, yeah. anyway, go You're ahead. obviously the best one. Yeah. You're yeah. the only one that says funny things. Get a common laugh trap. Don't use that one that they made in the 50s that they still use today, because that one just scares the hell out of me. I'm just going to make a laugh track of nothing but Wilhelm screams. <laughs> <laughs> just a massive... Can we use that for something? <laughs> oh, Can we do that? Please. That would be awesome. <laughs> If, or if, or if, the, have you seen the trend with like the Owen Wilson, like the wow? They're using his, his oh, face to do wow for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we should do more like wow, 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 wow. Like it's <laughs> like a laugh track. That'd be good too. If we ever make a movie that uses the Wilhelm scream, 
after it happens, someone has to go, No, Wilhelm! Every <laughs> single time. You killed Wilhelm! Every time. Right. Every time that movie happens. Like, that, that's one of my movie goals if I ever made a movie was I'm going to use a Wilhelm scream at least once and someone's going to be very, very sad that he died. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So do we, do we want to just back and forth or we want to do all your lists? Uh, we can just run down my list okay. real quick. Right. Okay. Um, for, again, with the comedies, Ugly Truth, I mentioned that earlier. Oh, right. Uh, Gerard Butler and um, uh, Catherine Heigl. Heigl, because she's in everything. Yeah, because she's in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling and Emma Watson, I think. I give that, I give Ryan Gosling's hair in that a Blade Runner 2049 minus one. Ooh, it's similar. Good score. It's similar, but it's a little puffier on the sides. He's got he's got the sides trimmer on Blade Runner. Gosling's got his hair is pretty standard, except for like the notebook. He's got like the, when he kind of kind of grows out the beard and stuff. So okay, yeah, pretty standard stuff. Good yeah. hair and drive too. Yeah, so those are my three favorite romantic comedies. Okay. Uh, for non romantic movies that are not comedies, I've got uh, Phantom of the Opera. Uh, which the, we mentioned which earlier. One? The Gerard Butler one? Uh, the Gerard Butler one. Did you like uh, his singing? A lot of people hated his singing. Oh, I loved it. I thought he was... I think I think the man has some pipes. Have you ever seen um, the Lon Chaney one? Uh, I I have. And that's good. Okay. Uh, but I did like the Butler one better. I actually okay. bought the soundtrack for that one. Fair enough. Uh, a Winner's Tale. Oh, um, we talked about this one before, we too. We talked yeah. about this one. This is the one where uh, Will Smith plays the devil and the guy does some time traveling. Uh, Colin Farrell. Yep, Colin Farrell. That's a, that's a famous book, right? I believe it comes from a book. Yeah, I don't know the. I don't know if the name of the book is the same as the name of the movie. Sorry, um, work just texted me. So I wasn't ignoring you. Okay, you're fine. Um, uh, next one is Fault in Your Stars. No, uh, the, can- the, stars. the cancer one. The cancer the one. Fault in Our Stars. Fault in Our Stars. That's the one. Yep. Oh, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought again a unique take on romance. I thought the characters were genuine and interesting. I really, really liked it. Okay. Uh, and then the last one I have on the non-comedy list is Age of Adeline. Uh, I'd never heard of that one. Uh, uh, that one is uh, about a woman. It might be Catherine Heigl again. I have to look. Um, but basically, she um, gets into a car wreck and is struck by lightning, and it causes her cells to... Blake Lively. Okay. Blake? Sounds like a guy's name. That's, uh, that's Deadpool's wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Not Not... That, that's Ryan Reynolds' wife, not yeah. Deadpool's wife. Sorry. Hmm. Okay. She was right. in the OC. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, she gets struck by lightning while in her car wreck, and it causes her to stop aging. Um, really? Yeah. So she goes through her life, uh, for the most part, age, not aging, and she has a daughter, and she falls in love with all these people, and eventually she falls in love with this guy, and uh, it turns out that she dated his dad when she was a when he was a teenager so she's not immortal like she's she or it never gets that far in the story um she eventually loses her ability to like she gets in like spoilers uh, she gets into a car wreck struck by lightning a second time and then she starts aging again rapidly like she gathers all those years back or? no no oh. she's just she's ages at a normal human age gotcha okay um, i'm with you yeah okay cool i kind of want to see that one I, I was surprised by it. I didn't think I was going to like it, and then I really, really did enjoy Why, it. Who made you pick that up, by the way? Um, the, my uh, now ex-wife and I gotcha. uh, went and saw that in theaters. We actually, um, the, the Winner's Tale, Fault in Our Stars, and Age of Adeline, I all went with her um, 
for different Valentine's Day events and and different movies that she wanted to see. And I actually ended up really, really liking those three. Okay. And she's a huge Steve Carell fan, so we went and saw Crazy Stupid Love, and again, it went on my list of really good romantic movies. Okay. Josh? Have Cody go next. Cody? <laughs> You're up. Oh, okay. did I run through most of your list? <clears throat> what I talk about? <laughs> <laughs> PSI, or Crazy Stupid Love? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, Cody. A uh, bunch of mine are uh, romantic comedies, but that's just because I enjoy comedies in general. Okay. So I have What Happens in Vegas. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's uh, Ashton Kutcher, right? Yes. And is it Cameron Diaz? Yes. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, Failure to Launch. Well, you gotta, you gotta give a brief description. Okay. Uh, what Happens in Vegas? What Happens in Vegas? Failure to launch. <laughs> but did you, the, did the, you say failure to launch? Failure to launch. Scratch it off again. <laughs> David, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> failure to launch. Okay. What happened in Vegas? Aston Kutcher, Cameron Diaz get uh, get drunk, get married, and then like they want to get an annulment, but they win a jackpot, like a million dollar jackpot or something like that. Oh, and they have so to they, split it. So they try and stay together to no, keep no, the money. No, no, I need to rephrase that. Aston Kutcher wins the jackpot. And she keeps the marriage going because she wants half a mil. Okay. They, well, there you go. Okay. All right. Would you stay married to Cameron Diaz? I don't. Young Cameron Diaz. I I, I don't know. I, she she was not my favorite Charlie Angel. No, you know who my favorite Charlie Angel was Demi Moore in the second one. Not bad, Drew Barrymore. Ooh yeah. Oh, that that scene in the first one where she flips the the chair over and does like the dance out and and uh yeah, those, uh, that's called kicking your ass oh i fell in love yeah laws of I physics just don't exist love. in that series no just, not at all <laughs> they just give the big old middle finger to neil degrasse tyson <laughs> i interrupt you sorry go ahead. okay fair to launch matthew uh, mcconaughey matthew mcconaughey uh, I do not know. I forget her. The Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica son Parker. Of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Terry Bradshaw's in that movie too, right? That's yes, yeah. Yeah. he yeah. plays the father. As long, alongside uh, the mother is uh, Barbara Streisand. No. Oh. No, it's not Barbara Streisand. It's the other one. She was in. Um, she's in that Stephen King movie, the one Misery. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. No way, really? Yep. Yeah, she plays. I mother. do not see Terry Bradshaw going with Kathy Bates. Although Kathy Bates was naked and about Schmidt, not bad. Good butt. I give it. <laughs> <laughs> Good butt though. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Failure launch. I like that. Uh, it, it seemed to be. Zoe Deschanel's in it too. Yeah, yeah she's she's the it. best part of the movie. Holy yeah. crap! Justin Bartha and Bradley. That's half yeah. of uh, the Hangovers. In this the movie. whole yeah. movie is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Like it starts off a basic. Oh. Uh, this guy just doesn't want to move out of the house. They want him out of the house. Uh, he's it's, just it's a grown a ba- child. And you find out there is a reason for him to be that way. He has experienced a massive tragedy, and he just doesn't not ready to move on. And they basically force him anyway. What's Spoilers, what's the tragedy? And, well, I guess it's been years now. Uh, he, was da- he was really keen on this girl, and she died. Oh. Right in the middle of their relationship. Just died so suddenly. Gotcha. Okay. So, and then uh, they hire her to get him out of the house to basically give him confidence so he can live by himself and stuff so like that. So that's a hooker. They hired their son a hooker. Basically, basically. basically what she does is she gets paid by parents who want their young, their, their sons out of the house. 
but they have confidence issues, so she dates them to build up their confidence. But no sex. No sex. Gotcha, okay. She dates them to build up their confidence. Once they're confident enough to move out and feel like they can, they have control of themselves, then she breaks off, breaks it off with them. But they think it's a real relationship, but the parents pay her to do it to get the guys out of the house because okay. they still live at home. But they end up falling, actually falling in love. Basically, yeah. It started out as a job, I swear, but right. I love you now. Yeah, it's exactly. one of those flop things. Gotcha, okay. But, yeah. Zoe Deschanel is the best part of the entire yes. movie. She Zoe just Deschanel. deadpan, ev- deadpans everything. It's perfect, dry, like sarcastic. She's now, amazing. Now, is she Bones or New Girl? New, New Girl. Girl. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, they're sisters, aren't they? Yes. 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 Okay. yes. Uh, Emily Deschanel is Bones. Bones. Okay. Uh, the proposal. Ryan Riddle's uh, Sandra Bullock. That one's a good one. Now, is that, that the one? one. Is that the one where he comes out of the shower and they run into each other and they're yes. freaking out? And she's like, "Why?" Why are you on top of me? Why are you naked? Yeah, I remember that one. Okay, cool. That's where... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Basically, uh, he works for her. She's a head executive. Uh, She basically forces him to pretend like they're getting married so she can stay in the country because she's actually Canadian. Okay. And so they're going to get a quick uh, marriage so she can stay in the country so she can keep her job as the head of department. But he's getting something out of it, too, because he's actually an aspiring writer, and they work at a book publishing company. Okay. Is that the one with Betty White in it? Yes. <laughs> she is the best part of that film. Yes. In is, the she, is she still like, alive? Yes. 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 Wow. Forever, she will outlive us all. Wow. And thank God for that. Wait, yes. now what's the one where Ryan Reynolds is fat in high school? And he that's goes, that's, no, that's uh, oh, shit, two, two more memories down. I'll get to it. Okay, sorry. Uh... So the whole thing, they go up, pretend that they're getting married to his entire family. Uh, then, oh, it's actually real. This is like the classic, oh, no, we can't be together. Uh, we're Actually, I was just using him so I could stay in the country. I don't want to do this anymore because I don't want to hurt your family anymore. And then he comes down like, no, I love you. I found out I love you. We're doing this. Probably helps that you look like Ryan Reynolds. So. Yes. He's actually in... Most of your choices. Well, another one of my choices. Oh, yes. is there something you need to tell us? It's cool. No judgment here. Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. I can't. Do you think he? Do you, do you think he's a good-looking man? Yes. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. So, so this is interesting. So, like, a, a good handful of mine have Jared Butler in them because I do really enjoy him, and Cody's got a lot of Ryan Reynolds. So, is, is, it, is it the accent with you? Yeah, the accent does a lot for Gerard Butler. Just finding is, out is, who everybody's man crushes are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, oh, it, yeah. <laughs> is it the boyish humor for you? The boyish humor. And all the movies I've seen him in is I just really like his characters that he plays. He's okay. a good actor. Yeah, yeah Ryan Reynolds is... is it, it's not just looks. It's not like, oh, hi, I'm so... Crack. It helps, don't get me wrong. That's the line I use all the time. I but, even say it just like that, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, go ahead. I interrupted you. Okay, my next one is I Love You, Philip Morris. Uh, Jim Carrey? No, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Uh, it has Jim Carrey in it. Oh, okay. I, I am unfamiliar with that one. That's the smoking one? I haven't one? seen it. What? That's a smoking one? No, this oh. is uh, about a guy. Uh, it starts off, I think you might enjoy this, because it starts off a guy in a happy relationship with a woman. They have a child. And doing all this stuff, and the next suicide. <laughs> no, in the next scene, love it. it. <laughs> and then the next scene, you see, like, oh, it cuts uh, to like a sex scene, and you see him just going away at it, like, oh, I, this is kind of weird. I thought this was. Like, Wait, are you about to make a gay joke at me? I'm not. I, 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 not I, yet. I'm not like... making the gay joke. I'm liking. It's a twist. It's a turn on head. 
I, I, yeah, and then the next the scene, it pans right. out, and he's I'm pretty sure I've seen that in a gay movie a couple times. Before. And he's uh, and he's. I, I, can I say the f word? Adam yeah, right. has all day. So it's okay. fine. No, like, no, I did really good tonight. But yes, as long as, okay, as, long as and, it's and it pans out, and he's just fucking another man, just like out of nowhere. And then you're like, what? This didn't have anything like this at all. And then it goes to explain that, he say, that he's always been gay, but he's been held down by conventions of society because he grew up in a church-going town. Okay. And he was always, he couldn't be gay because he was supposed he's a man or like stuff like this. Well, technically, to, well, I guess gay can be female too, but being a man is one of the specifics. Of, did you have fun or something? No, no, I'm, I'm laughing because it just I know you use it for an armrest, but you, you pulled it over like you needed a barrier between between you and Adam. Just it's it's powerful love between us. Uh, anyway, go ahead. And then it then to the next scene, he's driving, conflicted, and all this. Then he's then a car wreck, bam, and then he realizes he's tired of living a lie. Confesses to his wife, I'm gay, and she's like, what? And then he basically they break up, and he starts having a gay life. Oh, but Le- Leslie he, Mann plays the wife. Yes. Oh. Wow. Then he starts having a gay life, and then it shows. He says, "Being gay is expensive," and it goes to come to find out he is a con man, swindler, insurance fraud, everything. He's not even gay. No, he is gay. Both men are gay. Yes. But the but it turns out that the love of his life is a horrible person. Not because no, no, he's no, gay. no, I'm not. No, he is the horrible person. He is the horrible person. The oh, main character. He, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, it's all about. It's actually based sort of based on a true story, I think. Oh. Uh, and it shows how he's used how he's conning to support his life. He gets thrown in jail where he meets Philip Morris, the love, oh, the true love of his life. That explains the that explains the poster. Right. Okay. Uh, true love of his life he's basically worked his way integrated into all the pri- into the prison system where he has pool basically makes it where they end up in the same cell together happy home we think prison is where he'd want to be you oh st- I took it too far I no I'm saying like I, I'm like that we say that stuff and then none of us know what it's like in prison I've had uncles what that worked as prison guards it's not a good place to be uh, I agree yeah why, why make a joke when we can get all serious about it I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm okay. trying to bring us back up. If you want, um, when Wait, you're you... looking up for your next thing, if you want to take your soapbox and just slide it <laughs> off to the... Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then it just goes on and on about their relationship and the trials and them trying to get out of prison together. Cody, I think this is like the most you've talked in our podcast. Well, I, I like rom-coms. Okay, and cool. right. all these movies I do enjoy. All right. Well, I'm glad you stayed tonight, then. And uh, and then I'm gonna call you Philip Morris. Next one, just friends. I that, think if somebody had to say it, is that the Ryan Reynolds? That's the Ryan Reynolds one where he grows up, high school love, best friend with the most popular girl in school, but she's the cheerleader. He's the overweight fat kid. That's also the cheerleader. Realize, uh, gets embarrassed, leaves town, based with the ugly duckling story gets all ripped and buff and then he has to go back to his town because of certain circumstances and then he finds out she's still there because he always thought she'd be off trotting the world and stuff and so he's like man i'm all good and hot looking now i'm gonna get her now now that i'm the guy that she was she always wanted 
that, that's one of those ones that I actually didn't like. But and but the good thing was he came back all hot and sexy, but he wasn't slick. Like he still was the goofy. He was still the goofy. Like he set his he set her father's Christmas decorations on fire or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah, like that was one of the ones I didn't like, and and being the owner of a comic book store, I kind of have a soft spot for, or or, or uh, a, a pet peeve of the stupid, ugly geek who can't do anything right, who's overweight, and that one hits a lot of those notes. That movie hits a lot of those notes where it's kind of personal for me, where it's like, okay, yeah, he's fat. And, oh, he's also a geek, and he can't do anything right. Oh, and there's this hot chick he's really, really friends with, but, no, he can't make a move, and he's too dumb to do anything about it. He's so socially inept. Cody, did you and get it that just... soapbox removed? <clears throat> uh, I'll take it back. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just teasing. Yeah, it's just one of those I'm things sorry. where it hits, like, a lot of those notes, just boom, 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 that I find kind of distasteful in Hollywood and production. Uh, so it was one of those ones I didn't personally care for. Um, but it, Ryan Reynolds does a good job. And uh, I don't remember who the female actress was, but I remember she did a, did uh, a, a pretty good job on that one too. It wasn't a, uh, hang on. It was the chick and, from that Sydney show, wasn't it? No, uh, I don't think it was. Boy. Amy Smart, sorry, it was okay. Amy Smart. And, and and the scene where they're in the diner and and he's like, oh, I just want the salad, and the waitress brings him like this this volcano of pancakes and ice cream and whatever it was. Like that was a, that was pretty damn funny. What he used to eat every time he went to the diner as a oh, kid. Oh, okay, gotcha. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. Then definitely maybe another Ryan Reynolds movie. I don't know that. I, that one sounds familiar. What's that one about? Okay, it's uh, about a single father and his daughter, and it's going through. They she wants to know where she it, the where where she comes from, and because she doesn't really know her mother that well, and he tells her basically three stories about his life. Uh, about one of each a love interest he had and she's and he says and uh, I'm not going to tell you which one's your mother but you choose which one you think it is her and it comes out the mother is not the true love of his wife it happens to be this one that he lost contact with and but they magically find they meet back up again later on in life it's an interesting because it's got it's 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 just from him telling the story of each one of them different time periods throughout because it's sort of got a little political thing because he's working to try and get uh, President Clinton elected because it takes place in that time period and he was a I wouldn't say campaign work, advisor can, not a campaign advisor but worked in a local branch a political consultant it says yes and I like that one too because it was different and then yes ma'am yes ma'am yes ma'am Jim Carrey yeah it's the one where he has to say yes to everything, right? Yes to everything. Isn't that yeah. kind of a liar, liar, re, re basic liar, liar, light? Yeah, sure. basically. Okay. He do, like he has to like. He goes to some motivational speaker thing or something, and the slogan is he gets hypnotized or whatever. I think Tony he does Robbins? not get hypnotized. Tony does not hypnotized. We make a t- he's, he made a covenant. Oh, okay. Oh. He made a covenant. It's some kind of. I think Tony. He might be. I'm not sure. Okay. But you have instead of saying no, you have to say yes to new experiences or whatever. So he just says yes to everything, and he meets some young girl, I think, that just yeah, wants so to run shot. wild and go do all this crazy stuff. And he's like, yes, let's go. Yes, let's go for everything she wants to do. And some huh. of it's kind of off the wall, and there's hijinks and whatnot. Right, and, like, but I think, like, besides the wacky happen to say yes thing, I think the movie's sort of got a good message. 
like if you always negative about everything that you ever do, you're never gonna do anything. That's very true. You can't pull, you can't win if you don't. Don't play. look at me with that. I know, I'm just I'm <laughs> just saying. Like uh, again, and they explained it in the movie like uh, uh, where he kind of took it to the stream by saying yes to everything, and it ended up destroying everything a little bit. And then oh, we're back together again. That that common trope too. Okay. But it, I like that message. Like, if like if you don't do, nothing's gonna happen. It's just going to stay the same. You gotta do. You have it. to be willing to shake up something for something to happen. You have to do and fail, learn, do, fail, learn. Right. To, okay. All right. Fine. Be willing to try new stuff. Now, do you have any lists left? <clears throat> I came up with some new stuff. I've okay. got a deep well. Okay. Um, That's what you. I see about three things on that list. Um, huh? I see about three things on that list. I have six. Okay. And a lot of scratches. Okay. You bastards. I want to know which ones you scratched out as you go along. (laughs) We'll get there. Okay. Um, so we'll start with the comedies, because those are the ones I prefer. Okay. Um, we'll start bad and we'll get better. Okay. So we're just going to ramp it all the way up. Ramp it up. We're going to start with Hitch. Oh, Uh, I forgot about Hitch. Will Smith, Kevin James, uh... I forget the female lead's name. Uh, we all have GoPro. <laughs> Everybody's Googling things, yeah. Google, Google, Google. We need, we, we need a new sound setup. We need a background suit if we go to Google. Oh, Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> came up. That was cool. Um, Hitch starred Will Eva Mendez. Eva oh, Mendez. Oh, man, That's I thought right. I had you. Yep. Um, so he basically teaches guys without confidence how to be more confident when it comes to meeting women, the guys who don't have the confidence to do so. Uh, she's a reporter. Um, she hears a story about a guy running around doing this. They end up meeting each other. Go, go ahead. Go, go. Oh, no, go I, ahead. I, just, I just had a thought. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, Kevin James is a kind of a nerdy guy who works, who is an accountant for one of the most well-known women in the town or whatever. Um, he ends up having feelings for her. Hitch starts working with her, and somebody sees the accountant out with this girl and Eva How Mendez How did that the, guy get that girl? Exactly. So Eva Mendez, the reporter, is looking into this kind of stuff, ends up meeting Hitch, finds out what's going on. Um, Hitch ends up turning some guy down who asked for help early on, earlier on in the movie who ends up being a sleazeball and, and uh, sleeps with one of Eva Mendez's friends by being a douchebag. And um, she finds out, thinks it was Hitch that helped him do it and hates him for it and that's where the whole thing blows up then they come back together and there's the whole oh stuff but there's that line it was pretty there's a lot of funny stuff in it it was pretty entertaining i enjoyed it a lot especially the dancing scene when he's trying to teach him how to dance that that was funny i I never would picture you i never would picture you two in this this is like blowing my mind like seriously (laughs) i am like blown away by the fact that you guys love these movies if you're a single straight man you need to have some romantic movies that you enjoy before when you have that 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 date night. Oh, like yeah. Oh. Okay. That's probably why my relationships suck. <laughs> and, well, we wasn't saying it outright. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, you're coming with fire tonight, man. <laughs> oh. I haven't been I haven't, I haven't been in a relationship for a little while, but most of my relationships have lasted for a few years or longer. So I, I have to know some of this oh, stuff. Right, it's it's yeah. required by law. Um, the next movie, did your thing pop up now, or is there? 
Uh, and I, I, I have an idea of a movie. Uh, yeah, okay, so uh, oh, yeah. as you were describing it, it reminded me of a movie that I enjoyed, but I can't think of the name of it. Uh, basically, this guy um, gets paid to go on dates with girls, and they are the worst dates ever. And he does that on purpose so that the girls go back to the guys they just recently broke up with. Uh, that Except one time it doesn't seen. work. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't I remember guess. what movie that, wasn't that was. Good Luck Chuck, was it? No, that was where he bangs chicks and they end up getting married they, to the next yeah, guy they they date. Their true yeah, love that was that was close but not quite. Okay, yeah. yeah, I don't remember the name of it. I'm gonna have to do some research That's on that. That's Jessica Alba in her underwear. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go, go ahead. I, I was <laughs> um, hoping that one of you guys would recognize that from the I, blog, I did not know it. No. Who's uh, in it? I, I, mm, I don't <laughs> that's, that's all the info you get, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, the all, the info, all I can remember <laughs> other than I enjoyed it. Uh, the second romantic comedy I have is a rework of a Shakespeare uh, play, oh, uh, Taming great. of the Shrew. It is Ten oh, Things mind. I Hate About You. I thought you had With one I had. Matthew. No. no uh, Ten Joker. Things I Hate About You is Heath Ledger. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Julia Stiles, I believe, is her name. No, no, I think that's how we um, That movie is... Uh, that was one of the ones I had written down and scratched it out, because it was actually Failure to Launch, and I got the name wrong. So I'm glad you came up with it, because I would look like an idiot. <laughs> well, yes. Too late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Ten Things I Hate About You is just like a modern retelling of Taming of the Shrew, basically. Um, it's pretty funny. I liked it a lot. Any yeah. of you guys... Of seeing that at all? Yeah, or? that's the one I was thinking of when I called out Taming the Shrew earlier when you yeah. were trying to find her for that one name I was thinking of. The other that woman? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Oh, good luck Chuck King. That must not be it. My best friend's girl? Could be my Ooh. best friend's girl. That's Dane Cook too, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, it is a Dane Cook movie. That is. Because his buddy's the plastic Cook. surgeon? Maybe. No, that's good luck, Chuck. That is good luck, that's Chuck. That's good luck, yeah, Chuck. Yeah, okay. Now, do you do you remember the when they when they parried uh, when they? Uh, yep, it's my best friend's girl. The, yep, that's what it is. Okay. When okay. they parried, 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 that movie you were just talking about. Which one? The, the Ten one things you, I hate about yeah. you. Yeah. And they're like, you got you got. Sing to your girl, but you gotta pick a song. Oh, don't even sing. Jamie's got Jamie's a gun. Like <laughs> Jamie's got a gun. And oh, and not another teen movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that was pretty good too. That's a classic. Uh, go ahead. Uh, um, in my last romantic comedy, I'm gonna get some looks. Okay. Uh, Chasing Amy. All right. No, I can get behind Chasing. That Amy. movie was fantastic. That's, that's okay. That was pretty. Good. I mean, you can be wrong. That's fine. No. That movie was great. As far as the original View Askew. Uh, Universe is that's my least favorite, but that doesn't mean it's not a bad movie. What? I mean, when you consider it to Mallrats and Clerks, this movie was better than Mallrats. Oh, you get out. Yeah, you it was better now. than. Mallrats. And this is coming from a guy who works in a comic book store and chasing Amy's about comic book artists, and he still says, "I don't care." Mallrats was perfect. Yeah. No, Mallrats was Mallrats, awesome. Mallrats was. Of all of the older View Askew movies, Mallrats was the worst one. No. No. Yep. Rewatchability. Clerks may have been Clerks, uh, a defining Clerks. movie, but rewatchability, how many times have you rewatched Clerks? I, I've watched I've Clerks. watched it more than I've watched any of the other old movies. I've watched Clerks. You're a pretentious little. <laughs> two, or th- two or three times, I've seen Mallrats like five or six. Oh, yeah, I'll stop doing it. If, it, if I'm flicking through the TV, well, not anymore. Well, so let's let's, let's, oh, yeah, let's right. judge it real quick. Uh, Chasing Amy... 
88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.5 out of 4 that, from Roger that, Ebert, 7.3 out count. of 10 from IMDb. Let's check Mallrats. All Let's right. see what Mallrats looks like. Alright, okay. just remember those numbers. Uh, yeah, but Rotten Tomatoes, you really can't trust Rotten Tomatoes. 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, 1.5 out of 4 from Roger Ebert, and 7.2 out of 10 from IMDb. Well, none Ebert of those matter, because they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Chasing Amy was a far better movie than Mallrats, but Mallrats also was not a romantic comedy. True. Oh, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Back on top. <laughs> I'm not saying Chasing Amy was a bad movie. It I was. enjoyed Chasing Amy. I really enjoyed it. It was probably the best movie he's made. Now, I do like... I do like as it. far as um, best movie with some mainstream appeal to it. Ah, Dogma. I'm sorry. Dogma. I'm going Jersey Girl. Dogma was my favorite. I liked Jersey Kevin Girl Smith too. Movie. I think Chasing Amy was the best one. I now, liked Dogma a lot, but I think Chasing Amy was the best one. Now I did like I did like the line where the the typical Jane Silent Bob cameo. They come in, and Silent Bob does his speech about Chasing Amy, mm-hmm. and then I don't remember what it said, but it always made me laugh really hard. Where Jay Jay finally was like, "Okay, we gotta go," and he's like. I can never get you to talk, but you won't shut up about that damn Chasing Amy story. Like, that always <laughs> that always made me laugh. Right. But, yeah, okay, all right, I'll give it. Yeah, that one was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Now. Yeah, 100%. Pause the thing. Yeah. Go rent it or download it and watch it because it's really good. We'll wait. You're going to make me do the download disclaimer at the end of this. Well, you can you? download it, like... From Google Play hey, and you pay go. your I'll money. I'll do the disclaimer before we get to the clothing. You download fine. it from Google Play or wherever and pay your money know. and pay the rental fee and watch it. Okay. All right. All right. What's what's the there are legal download terms. All right. What's and non-comedic. My favorite romance movies. Um, Silver Linings Playbook. That movie was fantastic. Are you hanging yourself? Good bonus. <laughs> I get to talk about a good movie and no more Adam. <laughs> I have no idea what that was about. I, I Bradley Cooper. Did you watch it? No. It's uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. It was fantastic. It's not like about. I, I'm gonna, like I, I, I can see the cover in my head. Isn't it like a football movie? No, it has nothing no, to do with sports. no football. Huh? No. Does, it's, does it have like a football like cover though, like a playbook for cu- football? Uh, I don't remember. What Am the I cover thinking of the wrong like? movie? Am I just um, saying football to say football? I, well, maybe you just like to say football. Said, it has a yeah, it does. Playbook. It does kind of have that. Okay. Well, yeah, like the playbook. Like I figured it wasn't yeah, right, like yeah. actually a. A football movie. But it's got, it's got some like drawings that look like they would be. Okay. Okay. Like the X's and the lines and stuff, but it's not. It's not a freaking. It's not a sports movie at all. You see, I, I've always avoided it because I thought it was a. No, it's uh, it's a romance movie. It's not like a comedy. It's more of a drama, but, um, it deals a lot with like, mental health and stuff, which is pretty cool too. Mm. Uh, it's a great story, honestly. I think it's a fantastic film. Yeah, watch it. Watch the hell out of it. I've seen it. Yeah, well, okay. Somebody that likes good things should watch it then. <laughs> okay. Not you. All right. <laughs> uh, next one on the non-comedic section is uh, Punch Drunk Love. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. That's right. That's his first drama. First, uh, it's it's the first uh, non-comedy movie of his I've seen, and yeah, I Steven, thought it was fantastic. Steven Soderbergh, I think, directed that. Huh. Uh, I don't, I don't think yeah. I, I, okay. I. He wore, he wore a great powder blue the suit. suit in that the suit movie. was 
great. Yeah, I okay, I, I, I'm with you on this one. Uh, so he, Adam Sandler plays a bathroom supply business owner. Uh, he's a timid, shy guy. He leads a lonely life, uh, mostly because he gets berated by his sisters all the time. Um, but he's kind of susceptible to violent outbursts on occasion. So he's like a really conflicted character. Um, so some stuff happens. His life gets shaken up a little bit. And he ends up falling in love with his sister's co-worker. Um, but the romance gets threatened when he falls victim to an extortionist. And some other stuff happens. So it's, huh. it's, it's a pretty cool story. Uh, it's kind of like a drama thriller a little bit. Which was way out of character for him. I, I saw Adam Sandler and I was like, oh, I want to watch go to watch a dumb comedy. And I didn't pay attention to any previews or anything. I went and watched it and I was like, wow. It's a slow burn. Yeah. It was really good, though. Yeah, I thought, no, I agree. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, so definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. And the last one is uh, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Oh, yeah. The one with Jim Carrey. The Jim Carrey, yep. Uh, and uh, the Kate Winslet, I think yeah. her name is. Yep. Yeah. That one's, uh, have you seen that? It's more of a. Um, it's kind of sci-fi-ish a little bit. Um, these two people, they have they have a relationship. It's like real deep, real serious, and then things kind of fall apart. And there's a company that you can go to that will erase memories. So the whole story is like him remembering things and the memories kind of falling apart and shifting into other memories of their time together and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Oh, that sounds interesting, yeah. yeah. I liked it a lot. Right. And it's sort of like, uh, yeah, it was painful, but there was good times there too. Right. You shouldn't just get throw out everything just because just it because it ended, ended badly. Because yeah. you grow from it. Yeah, kind, of, kind of like that message that Click had. Right. About you can't fast forward through all the bad things you miss all life. Did yep. he turn out he wanted the memory back after he had it erased? Like he felt? No. I wasn't yeah. gonna spoil anything. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. All right, mine. Um, Did you have to scratch out a bunch of stuff too? No. Did we ruin you? No. no. Are you just going to pick a bunch of slasher movies because Hank no, they're boning? No, no, no slashers. Okay. These are they're genu- boning. That's romance. These are genuine. <laughs> uh, I genuinely love this movie, uh, Life Less Ordinary. Okay. That's it's familiar. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. Stars uh, Ewan McGregor stars as a cleaning man in Los Angeles who takes his boss's daughter hostage after being fired and replaced by a robot. Two angels who are in charge of human relationships on Earth offer some unsolicited help to bring this unlikely couple together. If, if it's got Ewan McGregor in it, I now, could be down for that. It stars stars Ewan McGregor, Cameron Diaz, Holly Hunter, and a blink-and-you-miss-it cameo from the then-unknown Timothy Oliphant. Uh, classic McGregor hair. I give it Liam Gallagher plus four. <laughs> High um, praise. High praise. Directed by Danny Boyle. Great soundtrack has a great uh, closing credit song by Beck. So basically, these two. So they, Ewan McGregor gets fired. He he's a he wants to write romantic novels. Okay, and he's a janitor. He gets replaced by a bot by a robot. So he takes, accidentally takes the boss's daughter hostage, and it turns out like these two are meant to fall in love, but they're just they're just not going. So these angels come down. And they're doing whatever it is they can to get them together, and it's just not working. And they, they're, they're not, the two angels are not allowed to go back up into heaven until these two uh, fall in love. It's cool. It, I mean, it's, it's the last time Danny Boyle and Ewan McGregor wor- worked uh, because they had a falling out after that. But every Danny Boyle movie starred Ewan McGregor, and then he did The Beach with Leonardo, and that's what caused the 
Check yeah. it out. It's great. You, it like, was good. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Cameron Diaz in a tight black swimsuit. Very cool. Uh, Balls, Lurman's Romeo and Juliet. You ever seen it? Which one's that one? Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you which one that was. Uh, that's Shakespeare's famous play is updated to well, a Well, we know Romeo and Romeo, 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 Romeo. Yeah, is. That, That's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio in it? Starring yes. Leonardo. That, that one's good. That's what I need to know. Yes, that one was Starring Leonardo, good. Claire Danes, Leguizamo, Paul Savino, Paul Rudd. Uh, Love the music. The, the yeah. fight in the gas station was awesome. The Yeah, the, the fight was good. The only thing I didn't really care for that was the I bite my thumb at thee, sir, opening sec- section. Okay. Like, I, every time I've read Romeo and Juliet, I've always imagined that to be a much more kind of suave, like, not, how, how do I want to put that? A little bit more of a smooth, yes, I'm going to insult you, but no, I'm not really insulting you, kind of sarcastic kind of scene. And they make it so that the, um, uh, I think the Capulets are more, like, scared of the, t- uh, the Tybalts. Montagues. Montagues, that's it, yeah. Not, not, yeah, Tybalt's a character, sorry. Okay. Yeah, the, the Capulets are more scared of the Montagues in that scene rather than more oh, sarcastic and, and smooth. Uh, I like the idea of the old Shakespearean English with the frenetic pacing that was popular at that time. I thought that was really cool. I, I can rewatch that movie at all, at all times. Yeah, um, yeah uh, that the was great. Peak, the peak of Leo's gray hair. That's the standard. Everyone was trying to get that hair back. <laughs> I give it a DiCaprio plus 10. <laughs> that's the classic Leo hair. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, Cemetery Junction. It's a 1970s set rom-com centered on three working class friends in a dreary suburb of Reading. Uh, they want to... They, they, so they got out of high school... They want to escape, but they're they're too scared to do anything. So he ends up he ends up falling back in love with his. He meets his uh, old middle school love interest. She's come back, and she's now dating the boss. His he works at this job. Uh, the number two man at the job is now dating this chick, and they they fall back in love together. And they realize that they're just going to be as miserable as everyone else in this crappy town. So they just they break free of everything that they've got in their life and they get on a, they get on a train and just we're gonna do this uh, yeah, directed directed and starred by Ricky Gervais Stephen Merchant um, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of just like an easy watch the drama isn't hardcore the love isn't hardcore the comedy isn't it's just like turn it on it's just like smooth as butter just, that doesn't surprise me from Ricky Gervais that doesn't surprise me he is he, the man knows what he's doing. I like him. I think he needs to keep his political views out of everyone's life. He seems to shove that down your mouth. I like him when he's just doing what his, this type of work. I could care less about his political stuff. I think that's, that's fair. I, I mean, think he needs to shut up sometimes. Um, well, that, that was that's all. Well, and and Jersey Girl. I, I really like Jersey Girl a lot. It's my favorite Kevin Smith film. So I don't think I've seen Jersey Girl all the way. I think I've seen parts of it. That's the one where that was the height of the Ben Affleck, J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez yeah. thing. So, like, she actually played the, the mom in the beginning of the movie. Oh, and then yes. she died in the first ten minutes. People started cheering in the theater. <laughs> I remember that. Now, Gigli <laughs> supposedly kind of kind of 
That movie bad. bombed. Yeah. yeah. That did, like, bad publicity for it. Because they did Geely. The, the destruction of Geely was happening right as uh, uh, Jersey Girl was coming out, so it didn't really help. Yeah, um, I can see that. Um, a, a, a one that came up when you were talking through your list, uh, I remember, is a movie called Michael. Um, and it's about, um, like, tabloid news. Uh, um, tabloid yes. um, writers. And someone sends them a letter saying, I have an actual real-life angel. And they go, and oh, yeah. they actually do. John, John Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta he plays wears, the okay. angel. He's okay. wearing bibs yeah. in that, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, like, he's an actual Horrible real hair. angel. He, he's, yeah. like, sitting around smoking cigarettes and stuff. Yeah, and, like, yeah, and, okay. sm- and like, smells like fresh baked cookies and yeah. fights the bull. Yeah, that that was another one of those romantic movies I really enjoyed. Horrible hair has mullet in that movie. Give him rating. Huh? Give him rating. Who has a famous mullet? Um, who has a famous mullet? Uh, the guy who played Joe Dirt. Oh! Who's uh, Joe Dirt in general? David Spade doesn't. David Spade, yeah. I'll Joe give Dirt. it... I'll give it a Joe Dirt. Joe Dirte. I'll, I'll give it a Joe Dirte <laughs> minus five, because it was really unkempt. It was really bushy. Yeah. Yeah. Minus Dirte five. minus five. That's the lowest rating you can get. Yeah, that's, that's about, pretty rough. As far as mullets go, that's, that's pretty crap. Now, oh... I give it a Jean Claude minus two though, because Jean Claude's was really greasy back in the day. What about Segal? Segal never had a mullet, did he? He had a Segalet. Oh yeah, Segal well, has a big name mullet. the movie. Name the movie he had. Uh, I think one of the Under Sieges. He has a mullet. Really? Oh wow. I think. I think it's the uh, second one. I don't remember which one. It's not that one. It's the one where he's a police officer. Oh, that's and, a tough uh, one. He is a police officer. Glimmer Man. Could be that one. I, th- I want to say he's like a police officer in, in like China or something like that. No, no, he's a police officer. In real in life. Real, yes, I know. In okay, real life, okay. he is. Yeah. I never thought we'd go two hours on this. So I got really nervous when I was working on this. I did not think we'd go two hours. You two blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, what, what, I'm just, just typical? No, I, kinda, I, I listed all the ones I you kinda, thought I would I list. Kinda, no, 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 no. I was saying, I kind of I thought maybe... <laughs> like I like I hate to say I'm kind of like uh, this I'm kind of glad for this one most some of the stuff we do talk about on this show it goes over my head a lot of the times I, I won't lie about it you know like I'm not quite sure what to say about this but I actually knew stuff out of that so I think I was overcompensating for all the times I wasn't talking hey it never stops me I never know what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone knows uh, so we got this from the supernatural wiki it turns out it was from the damn show uh, okay <laughs> Uh, since we're at two hours, I'm just going to do a few Valentine's Day facts. Not trivia, just facts. Yeah, run them through. On Valentine's Day 2000, the producer of Viagra and Pfizer funded funded an Impotence Awareness Day in Britain. Groundhog Day was originally observed on February 14th. That's another one that would have worked. Groundhog Day? For, yeah, for the Romantic Oh, comedy. that was a good one, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray's great. Fantastic in that film. Go ahead, uh, sorry to interrupt. No. Nearly 10 new Candy Conversation Heart sayings are introduced each year. Recent additions are Yeah, Right, Puppy Love, and Call Home. They're. I won't, those, those, aren't, no, those aren't romantic. They're better than the emoji ones. Well, yeah, but you can only you write something. I mean, you can't get any better. Like, you can't go any worse than the emoji ones, really. I mean, everything's better. Yeah. All right. I just want them to make Candy Hearts with emojis on them now and just like make a bunch of them with the eggplant thing on it. Okay. Like, well, how do you do an emoji heart on top of a conversation heart? Really? 
You just put emojis on top of where the words would be. And don't put words. It's a heart on, side of a, on top of a heart. Sacrilege. Sacrilege. Appro approximately 1 billion Valentine cards are sent each year, as opposed to the 2.6 billion during Christmas. Uh, they send 2.6 billion Valentine's Day cards during Christmas? No, no, one... <laughs> I really don't <laughs> See, this is why Cody keeps his mouth shut. I should start keeping my mouth shut. And then uh, everybody wins. During... <laughs> <laughs> During Valentine's Day in 2010, 39,897 people in Mexico City broke the record for world's largest kiss. Don't know how. That's all I read. Okay, I'm, okay. Oh. Kiss? That's what I said. That's confusing. Maybe how? largest group kiss, maybe? But it said largest kiss. So. Huh. Like, Is it like a traveling kiss? That seems like a real good way to get herpes. Maybe, oh, God, no. Or maybe they all just kissed at once. I don't know. Oh, that could be. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. What you need I, to learn how to, like, That's what. That's all English. I said. I literally copied and pasted it. Y yeah, so maybe a little bit more research in the future. Uh, what about... <laughs> Who what, said that? Where did that come from? What about uh, uh, that uh, <laughs> perfume yeah. story of a murderer? Is that... Uh, a dramedy? A rom-com? Rom uh, dramedy? I, I am unfamiliar with it. I don't know what that is. Um, you, you don't even know what it is either. You just copy and pasted it. What are you no, talking about? No, Perfume Story of a Murderer. It's got Ben Winshaw in it, the new Q. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day is a $14.7 billion industry in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. In Not 2005, surprised. now I enjoyed this one. In 2005, a U.S. man was charged with using an internet chat room to organize a mass suicide on Valentine's Day. Wow. All right. That All right. Like, like dude, must be. Oh, uh, okay, Valentine's Day not that bad. If if you're lonely, go to the bar. Someone else is lonely. It's called Single Appreciation Night. Not that bad. Valent. Oh, that was on there too, but I didn't put it on. Single Appreciation Night. Yeah. yeah. And also conveniently uh, abbreviated to sin. Hmm. Get in there, literally. Anyway, Valentine candy conversation hard. It's not abbreviated sin. Single appreciation. If you take the eye off the end, I, I've glossed over it and Cody just went with it. I was trying to see what I could get, and no. no. I got one person. Well, you know was and he didn't line. catch it. No, We're the only know. one that went, wait a minute, that's not how letters work. It takes too long for me to figure out abbreviations. So uh, Valentine candy conversation hearts. Take a guess how long their shelf life is. 300 uh, years. So. Yeah, I'm going to say infinite. Uh, five years. Yeah, might as well. That, that explains that how many guys had that one year. <laughs> <laughs> so we usually do recommendations at the end of the show, but I feel like we did that. Already. We already did that. Technically, the yeah. only other one I want to, the only recommendation I want to do besides the one I did are Valentine. Okay, that's that slasher where five women are stalked by him. Mm, David yeah, Boreanaz, yeah, yeah. uh, Catherine Heigl, Boreanaz's hair. I give it a bones minus two because it's mm. a little puffier. I'm not a fan. Oh, ooh, ooh, uh, 51st Dates. Oh, good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, Drew the, the classic Sandler-Barrymore team-up. Huh? I'm going to go with Wedding Singer, then. Has he done another? Has those two done another one yet? That one was better. Yeah, oh, they uh, did. They did. Uh, uh, but you, don't, you didn't like Wedding, wedding Singer? Yeah, yeah. 
I was not a huge fan of Wedding Singer, no. I wasn't a huge fan of Fifty First Dates either. Don't get me wrong. You didn't like I Wedding don't. Singer? That movie was fantastic. Why, what about Fifty First Dates? Man, it has what you guys keep talking turns the genre on its head. Oh, they can never technically really be together, but they make it work in any way. That's actually based on a true story, right? Fifty First Dates? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, were so. you guys talking about Wedding Singer? I, I, what? We are both, actually. Okay. Thank you for paying attention. You're welcome. I'm surprised he followed two conversations. He normally can't follow one, so that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> oh. uh, you know you know that scene from Wrecking of a Dream right where they take a drug where their pupils dilate or mm-hmm. whatever? And that was like what was going on in my head. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I figured it'd be like the meme where like the person's like looking up and then there's like all these math like calculations going on or whatever. And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, Adam, Adam's brain starts melting at the two-hour mark. My brain is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like the 20 minute mark. I was, well, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. I couldn't even start tonight's episode correctly. So. Uh, Don't worry, you'll get there eventually. Yeah. Your, 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 your turn. Oh, are we are we doing the closings? Unless you, anyone else got anything to say about Valentine's Day, romance movies? No, nah, I'm over it. No, I've, I've, I've said pretty much everything. <laughs> a I really, mean, so. really funny ro- uh, something that happened during a date. Josh, did you try doing the popcorn trick? Any, any stories? I, I, I did once. I did the... Uh, <laughs> not, not the popcorn trick. I did do the, the yawn and arm stretch. Does that work? Um, I, I did it specifically to be... or I'm sorry, Atlantically to be <laughs> ironic. <laughs> Now, and no one will get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I, I did, I, yes, I did it especially to be ironic. And she was so engrossed in the movie, completely missed the yawn and arm stretch. And I just had my arm around her, and it worked. Oh, I thought you said you were going to do it and you actually like, See, punched her. I, no, no, I did, I did the whole over-exaggerated yawn, arm stretch, <sighs> arm around her, looked over <sighs> to giggle, and hopefully she would laugh. And she was so into the movie, I just left it. And it was good. Did it fall asleep? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you have your arm around a date in the movie theater, your arm's just, you just have to, well, your see, arm's dead. I did that once as a joke, and I went to stretch, and I was really loud and noisy about it, so she saw it coming, but I wasn't looking, and I accidentally elbowed her in the face. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I still had sex that night. It not, <laughs> not to, yeah, it was very good. Thank you. Uh, not, not to, uh, I told you she was into it. Not, not to quote a movie, but when you've been married, I've been married, you've been open. I, I don't know your so you haven't. We just assume no for Cody. You, you haven't yeah. divulged your information, so I, I'm, assume, I'm not going to ask you because you haven't divulged it. Okay. But pitch in if you want to. Not to quote Morris, but when you're spooning, what do you what do you do with the other arm? Um, I actually the the way that the this works for me, and this is what you're you're laying, and you got this arm here, and I would tuck this arm underneath her head. Really? Yeah, so her head was here on my elbow, and this was tucked over. Okay. So, also, if I needed to, na- snap. You <laughs> <laughs> got the love and the hate. So, so, just in case she, like, farts in her sleep, you're like, fuck. <laughs> you just farted my dick? Like, is that the one of the South Park games? That's how you end the world or whatever. Really? Yeah. yeah. Don't ever fart on somebody's dick. Fractured bubble? Like, or don't fart in my balls. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. you never fart on Never fart on yeah. other man's balls. What, 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 that's stick of truth. It's for, stick of truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what, what, what's your method? Um, actually, mine is under the pillow. Yeah, that's why. Because, well, because under that way, works that too. way, if under I have, if works I, because she's gonna fall asleep before I am. Yeah, yeah. That's just how that's gonna work. So, 
I'm under the pillow and I'm around. That way, once she passes out, I can roll over and actually. Get oh, to sleep you're under her pillow. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. Under no, her I'm pillow under, works as well. I'm under yeah. my pillow. I'm under my pillow, propping my head up. And, and I don't like the hair in my nose and my mouth. Mm. You know, so I kind of prop my head up above the head. Fair. And, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fair. Yeah, I'm under her pillow because I can't sleep when I'm wrapped up with somebody. So I'll lay with her yeah. until she's asleep, and then I slide out, roll over, and go to sleep because I can't sleep that way. It's just not comfortable. Or, or I have to sleep on my stomach. Or, or I, I did the, the 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 on the back and then holding right here, and then as soon as they fell asleep, I grabbed the shoulder and then like gently, depending if depending on if we got a fight or not, <laughs> gently just like throw her off the bed, body roll her over, <laughs> and then slide out. Yeah, it works. It works. Cody. Any opinions, Cody? Uh, All right. I don't, <laughs> okay. I, I, we've depressed you enough tonight. Okay, sorry. Right. So, so I got to know. While, while we're on this discussion, anyone else broken a bed? Yes. Uh, I broke a frame. Broke a frame? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, leg. The, the My side, the back leg, just pow, gone. <laughs> Mine was mine was one of those metal frames. Yeah. It was not one of the like the thicker ones. It was one of the cheaper ones, so of course it's gonna break. But the whole frame just went <laughs> like mattress and box springs to the floor. Okay. Wait, how are you breaking it during intercourse? Cordis. Okay. What's what's the what's the what's the weirdest place that we've broken a bed? Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Very awkward. Uh, the weirdest place you've done. Uh, without getting too, without getting too graphic, uh, I, saw, I, this, I can't this, say mine because that's illegal. <laughs> oh, mine, mine's probably illegal too. I'm now I'm extremely curious yeah. with you too. Uh, uh, okay, so not with my, not with my ex-wife, but the girlfriend I was dating. Uh, she worked at a hotel. Okay. And uh, that's where people usually do it at. Yeah, we, well, we went into the pool in the hotel and then came back to go get changed, and there in the, uh, in the pool changing room of the hotel. Is that what you think is legal? Illegal? I'm pretty sure it is. That's, 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 it's definitely indecent exposure well, if someone walks in. Kids well, no. I mean, I lock the door and stuff. You mean the door at least locks. What about you? I can't. You can't just, like, change the names to protect the innocent? Nope. I or cannot guilty? discuss it. That, that is, like, schoolyard or something. That, that is something... Him and her will always it share. Might start her, her, it, it, her my it might start... <laughs> I can't. I can't. It do better it. not be this damn store. No, no. no. <laughs> There's not a place in here that I would. Oh, I did it yeah. in there. <laughs> well, where where you jack off is your business. No, Damien was there. We Dutch runners. <laughs> uh, no, okay. Not so, gay. It's not gay. So it's, it's not. not. It's, it's fine. It's not. It's not. Make eye contact. Uh, Doesn't matter. You're not touching somebody else's. That's You're true. Um, the weirdest place was uh, my ex-wife and ta- at the time. Well, she was. My girlfriend was in high school. Threw a party, birthday party for me. No one showed up. Oh. Okay, except for one person. And uh, so we were watching a movie. I want to say, God, what movie was it? It was a horror flick. Okay. Of course. So we threw a movie. We threw a movie on. My buddy was on the couch. Me and her were on the floor. Okay, covered in blankets. He was still wide awake, and she kind of reached over. There you go. With him watching the movie. Uh, I don't think I could ever do anything like that. I didn't do much either. I just watched the movie. Yeah, I, I like I couldn't let that happen while somebody else was just right there. It's like, hey, knock it off. 
Alright. I mean, I guess. Into me. It's. I, I, did, I caught all your word mess up. Intimacy is weird for me. I, I have a different opinion on it than most people. Okay. I don't know how that. I gotta know yours, though. I'll tell you after the microphone's off. Click. Oh. <laughs> I can't do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright. Not if I'm giving out my real name at the start of the show. Not happening. That's that's fair. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Jacob Ladder. What was the weird <laughs> Jacob, Jacob Ladder. Ladder. What's the weird oh, why don't you just name me Prince Albert and call it a day? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we're having way too much fun yeah, with this now. This is like the longest I think. I never thought we would go this long on. That's what she said? Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, I've been watching The Office a lot, so I'm just going to Michael Scott uh, everything now. Okay. Uh, anyone else? Wrote anything else before we close this epic podcast on... Epic podcast. On romantic flicks. Uh, I don't think we can use that. I think somebody actually trademarked epic podcast. We might have to remove that from the video. Epic there's podcast. No, Mostly there's, there's no, no video, video, so we're covered. There's no video. Yeah, we're good. Uh, soundtrack. Uh, it's a whole thing through and delete it all. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta start over. <laughs> Trash it. <laughs> Cut. Uh, I guess. I guess we're closing in. Then. All right. Uh, under. Or, uh, mm, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. contagious. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to we my did life. It. Yeah. Okay. We did it. <sighs> Everybody sucks. All right. All right. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damage Control Podcasting is being recorded at Underdark Comics and Games in Quincy, Illinois. Check us out on Facebook at Facebook slash Underdark Comics or check us out on our website at underdarkquincy.com. Uh, send us a message, send us an email, Facebook us, just come in and say hi. Uh, also, Damage Control Podcasting says do not illegally download content. Uh, make sure you're always watching and downloading legally at all times. Support your creators. And never do the popcorn trick unless you buy the popcorn and you support the cinema. Yep. Right. My turn. Yeah, your turn. Uh, Damage Control Podcasting. Find us out at Twitter at Damn Control. Look us up on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Tumblr. Yes. And contact us at or SoundCloud. Instagram. Where Instagram? Instagram. Check us out SoundCloud, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Facebook. Uh, contact us please someone contact us at, at damage control podcasting at gmail.com is anybody out there yes we, we are getting a lot of likes on SoundCloud have you been checking it out uh, I have I was actually there the other we day we have a fan base of SoundCloud nice we're getting Hooray. there we're getting there we're, yeah. we're real boys yay <laughs> uh, I just I just told him I, I purchased better audio equipment I'm working on getting a better studio set up for us. You know that means people are going to be able to hear you better, right? That sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I've, I've this editing equipment that I got. I'm buying software for it to, to spruce up the videos. Nice. That that little generic title I did for Daniel's Money Shots, I just put it in there for generic. I'm going to make it more of a better production value. We're going to be a real, whatever this is. We're going to be real. Real Com- podcast company. No, uh, make it company. It's no longer fun. Limited True. liability company, <laughs> LLC. A corporation, sir. Really? Yeah, I've been saying it wrong for years. I believe it's not cor- surprised. Yeah, it's, I believe it's a limited liability corporation. Oh, well, can we be an LLC? Uh, if you want to pay the fees. 
got big feet. I thought you just said it. Oh no, no. There was a whole legal paperwork. We can just say that. it and not have it be a legally binding thing. Then when someone wants money from us, then we're screwed because we're not actually in the union. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> we're sprucing up the whole thing. We're gonna polish this up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Uh, and look, look forward to polish in the near future for Damage Control Podcasting. Yes, and more shows. Hey, can you? Re- what, when's our? When can we record ne- our next YouTube video? Coming soon. <laughs> okay. All right. To a channel near you. <laughs>